Hey guys, welcome to My Best Friends Podcast, episode four. Uh, this episode, we'll be breaking down UFC 254 on Fight Island. The la- Actually, the uh, second to last fight on Fight Island. The last one will be uh, Bryce Mitchell, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay. Philly. And, uh, well, I don't know who the main event in, the, in that fight is, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for that fight. But we just finished watching UFC 254. Main event, Khabib versus Justin Gaethje. Co-main event, Robert Whitaker versus uh, Jared Cannonier. And uh, honestly, I'm uh, me personally, I'm blown away sitting here with my co-host right now. Just uh, We watch the fights together this time instead of usually separate. Sometimes we watch them together, but um, watch them together this time because my stream wasn't working because my internet sucks, apparently, here at the house. So we went to uh, his house and we're checking them out. It was super good fights, though. To be honest, how many did you watch? Uh, I watched them all. I watched all the prelims and early prelims from uh, until you got here. Really, I started watching from Taito Vasa and uh, Steven Steven Struve. All right, cool. That fight was phenomenal. Honestly, I was. I really thought I was. I knew Ty was going to fight fighting for his job, and I know he's really talented. Well, they both stupid. were at this point. Yeah, but Struve's also on his way out. Like Ty's trying to win. Like Struve's retired already before. But um, I just kind of thought Struve was going to be a veteran, kind of dominate the fight, just show uh, show a lot of IQ and win. But that's always Unfortunately, because I really like Ty. That's always been Struve's downfall, though. He has a trouble with pressure fighters. I mean. Yeah, getting getting some pressure. Right. Yeah, Ty showed up with a like, great game plan. I mean, uh, Mark Hunt versus Struve is uh, a perfect example of him having issues with that. You probably gave him a lot of advice. They're good friends. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they all they don't as well as DC because he just did a lot of training with DC. Right. I mean, the way he was clinching looked similar to DC. Yeah, Ty looked really good at this. He, he put on a really good performance. He looked, he looked really hungry. Good. He looked motivated. He looked like everyone pointed out in the commentary. Apparently, he there's no really beer fit. in the uh, entire arena. No, <laughs> not one of those guys has a cup of beer, which is unfortunate that you're sitting there from prelims to finish with no drink. Uh, I mean, maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's but, funny. <laughs> he was really looking for one, though, after his victory. But, yeah, uh, just to get back to the fight itself, he looked really good. I mean, he looked lots motivated. of pressure. He looked very motivated. That's a good That's a good way to put it. He looked extremely motivated out there. I mean, definitely. And then what was the next? The girls? No, it was uh, Hulk and... Uh... Oh, that's right. Uh, I can't say his name. All these Dagestani names are. All these Russians. Yeah. Taking over, dude. Magomed? Magomed. Ankalev. Ankalev, yeah. If we're pronouncing that right, great. If we're not, we're sorry. But uh, Mag- that was a good fight. It was a good fight. I, we both thought Hulk was going to win. Yeah, I thought Hulk was going to win. That's a beast, bro. But um, Magomed is a, the real deal. Yeah, for sure. He looked sharp, too. Yeah. Like, Ian looked really confident, though. Literally until the moment he got knocked out. What's up with all these UFC fighters throwing spinning shit and getting caught? Yeah, I don't know if he's <laughs> if it's like. Do you think he was that confident, or do you think he was like a little bit of fake confidence too? Because he yeah, was getting tagged you know, up. He was confident. I think yeah, because I thought he looked confident literally until he got knocked out. The yeah. Hulk's a really confident. He's a confident guy, right? Yeah, it's fair to say he's a he's a tough opponent for anyone. Yeah, just wasn't his night. I was just surprised. Like his confidence radiates like. In and outside of the cage, personally. I Remember, like, I think before he fought Met, uh, I like Med, the first time, he fucking destroyed Cleo Roundtree. 
on Colin yeah. Roundtree was kind of started looking like a world champ after he before Magomed? No. Oh, Ida, yeah. The Hulk. Ida, yeah. He fought Cleo Roundtree. After Cleo Roundtree put on like arguably the, the greatest performance of his career and came through and stopped him in the very first round. And then he's a beast, dude. He fought Magomed, you know, and they had that controversial stoppage. So was nothing controversial about this when he was out. Magomed's the real deal. Yeah. Who's going to be next for him? I mean, both guys weren't ranked. Can he fight a ranked no, fighter Magomed's now? No, ranked. He's not number 11. Can he fight a ranked guy now? Yeah. Or Magomed? Magomed. Mm, I mean, he's, like the he's next already guy? ranked, yeah. Well, if he's 11, who's going to be next for him? Like, Johnny Walker's only nine, but he fights. All, he's down to fight a lot. I'd say, I don't know how Kevin Lee's doing, but I'd make him fight Kevin Lee. Benel Dyerouche, I, I love him too. Oh, no, I'm not sorry. My bad, my bad. Singing was uh, the wrong weight class. Um... I don't know. He has a Brian Spann in him would be a good fight, but I don't know why he would fight below him. Jim Crew. He's I, definitely got to fight above him. I think Jim Crew would be a good fight. Him and Jim Crew. Homeboy just uh, knocked out uh, the last opponent I can't remember. He just fought in, uh, this past week. I'd like to see him fight Krylov, dude. Yeah. He's coming off a loss, so it's a good way to just take his number. Or Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith. I think he has a fight book, but I'm not sure. Well, he just got finished, right? By uh. Yeah, but I'm pretty Wolf. sure he has a fight book, though. Oh. I'm almost positive. But either way, I mean, he looked really good. I mean, moving on from him, we saw the girls fight. It was a good win. Lauren looked pretty dominant throughout, to be honest. Lauren Murphy was kind of eating up these this Lilia. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm really sorry. Shakirova. I mean, you have to give her some kind of leeway too. She stepped in short notice because of Cynthia Cavillo. Well, that's right. You so. reminded me. You were reminding me of that on the way. We were watching that fight while driving. Full disclosure, but uh, it did look pretty dominant from Lauren. I mean, it was a competitive she just stuck fight. To a, she stuck to a safe game plan until she was able to secure the finish. To be fair, it was a competitive fight until Lilia started gassing, and then you know the veteran and Lauren Murphy kind of took over. Yeah, I like her. She's cool too. She's a nice girl. But it's a good performance on Murphy's part. I do that, not remember watching the next fight. I don't believe uh, it's because uh, Phil Phil Halls uh, knocked out uh, Jacob in eighteen seconds. Eighteen seconds. We did watch that fight. It just happened so fast. That's why. I <laughs> That's why I can't. Because I'm just so hyped about the other ones. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not trying to rush through this whole card either, but that that's I mean, we did definitely cover both those other fights and everything. And then the but this fight, yeah, like you said, it's only 18 seconds, so it's hard to register. Yeah. I mean, it was I mean, he looked in it until he just wasn't anymore, you know, until it was just that knock, like just until it was completely lights out. Cause he really did look like he might have been a little in it until right then and there. Cause I mean, but it was it was a he flatlined him. Yeah, for he, sure. He he took his lights out. Yeah, like he it was it was it was night night. I mean, vicious eighteen seconds. Congratulations to Phil Haas. I don't see how you didn't get a bonus, a I mean, knockout it bonus. It was a competitive. I mean, the whole card from what I've seen, and I mean, some tough competition. I mean, yeah, him, Magomed, Haas, 
Ty, all could have got knockout bonuses. My boy, the heavyweight, uh, Alexander Volkov, too. Finished Walt Harris. Dude, that was a good finish, too. It was funny, speaking of that, but that's a good, you know, I mean, moving on to the Walt Harris. That was a funny uh, ending because we were both watching that pretty closely. And we saw that kick and he's like, DC, as we're always giving him, we're always giving DC shit. But he goes, oh, the low blow. We, I mean, you just, you look back at me and I was already looking at you like, I was like, we're both looking at each other like, I don't think so. Did you see something that I did? It's funny. Cause, I mean, it was a, a toe kick from a seven footer. Of course, it's going to be high, if anything. If his heel hit him, it might have been a low blow. But no, it was super accurate, super technical. Volkov shows why he's championship level. Like like DC famously quoted, like, uh, what does he always say? Uh, There's levels to this, you know, and uh, Volkov really showed that. I mean, I'm sure Walt Harris and his team don't want to hear it, but I don't see Walt Harris, you know. Being really, a champ? He's even, young and has lots of power. He could be a champ. But I think he I looks kind of small. He might be a bit, but, I mean, he's fighting a seven-footer, right? So. Yeah, but, I mean, well, Cain Velasquez, in my opinion, the greatest heavyweight of all time is a small heavyweight. Yeah, that's true. I was just I mean, maybe uh, thinking he might Brandon be able to Schaub, be a right heavyweight. Brandon Schaub was a heavyweight. He was a little. Roy yeah, Nelson, too. But Mark I'm thinking Hunt. about Jared... Do you know Brandon Schaub at one point said he could make two hundred five when he was talking about it on their pod on the podcast with Joe? He was like he thought about it at one point, like he's like if I just do this, blah blah blah, like it crossed his mind. So somebody I mean, like that, I think somebody like that could. I mean, look at Jared Cannonier, or no disrespect to Jared Cannonier because he looked good too, amazing athlete. Dude has incredible dedication. Trains in Arizona. I love Jared Cannonier too. Sorry, dude, just wasn't your night. We'll get to discussing your fight. But no disrespect to that guy, but I mean, is was he just a fat heavyweight when Walt Harris isn't really that fat, or does he have weight to shed where he can make two hundred five? Uh, I mean, it's tricky because I don't think somebody like Stipe, for example, could. Sh- I don't know. I think Stipe Stipe might be closer to weight. I don't. I don't remember what Walt Harris weighed in at tonight, but just off the top of my head and doing an eye test, I would guess Walt might be closer to. I mean, Stipe might be closer to two hundred five than Walt. But I would guess Stipe would have a harder time shedding weight than Walt. I mean, Stipe usually always weighs in around 230, give or take. You know, yeah. Pretty on well, the how, light side. Do you remember how big Walt was tonight? No, I don't yeah. remember. But I, in my eyes, I don't see Stipe ever making, you know, the 205 limit. Yeah, ever. that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think Stipe could make that. And I think Kane could probably make that with some severe dedication. Same thing with, yeah, Kane and DC, but, I mean... Yeah, like, it's, it's just hard. weird, like, off the eye test, like, it doesn't look like Stipe has a lot to lose. It's hard for me to say people can't make weight when you have people like Yoel Romero, Khabib, Habib, yeah, I mean, they, Barbosa, they said Jose that Aldo. before Habib had that liver shutdown before the Tony Ferguson fight, that he was walking around at, like, 200, 205, and then he, like, changed and eats and trains a little bit better and he like now walks around at like 190 which is still insane <laughs> that's like what gsp walks around at like 185 190 like i said it's just hard for me to say people can't make weight when you have you know these guys outliers. like that yeah, yeah. Right, so i don't know you you could argue he's a small heavyweight but my one of the greatest heavyweights of all time was a small heavyweight in Kane Velasquez. No, no, I was just saying it looks like he no no offense, but could lose a little weight. I don't know if I'm tripping. Are you fat shaming, dude? Well, I mean, I was I fat shamed Jared Cannonier a little bit, and I apologize hard in advance because I like him. <laughs> but um, I mean, Will Harris, I don't know. I think you have to uh, really <laughs> figure out his uh his game plan, his future. I think he has yeah. to really take some time. 
think about what he wants to do. Yeah, adjust. Maybe go to a new training camp or train with some new people before he ends up in another organization or something. I don't know. If he wants success, because he was already rising, and it's the heavyweight division, so luckily there's always a quick turnaround. Yeah, I mean, all it takes is one punch for any heavyweight. Yeah, there's always a good quick turnaround. I mean, look at Ty. Yeah. Ty Ty was on the way out, so. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Volkov looks phenomenal. I still think Alexander could be a heavyweight champ. I'd love to Absolutely. Think. I don't discredit his world title in Bellator. He was dominating as a champion over there. So, I mean, I know I know you're not too familiar with his work in Bellator, but I mean he was good he was doing work. So I think he could be a champ here too, for sure. I mean, leading to other champs, Robert Whitaker looked like a champ as well. I mean, just like Volkov looked like championship material tonight, in all fairness. But like Robert looked like championship material again against Robert Whitaker. I think it's helped Robert Whitaker the fact that he bounced back so fast from uh darren tills you think so that's funny because you didn't say anything negative about it before the fight but you did bring it up remember you were like this is one of the first time robert whitaker's fighting so quickly after fighting uh just recently yeah because uh he was out he was injured you know yeah he's always injured well i mean he's our our dominant cruise (laughs) well i mean i'm sure it's hard to say you're not going to get injured when you go up against you all Arguably in his prime, you know, in the USC. Yeah. I hear you. So, I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it's easy to, you know, try to make fun of him. So, are you trying to say that our daddy, Darren Till, isn't as dangerous as you are now? No. He's not? He's a better striker, but no. How dare you? I'm still sponsored by Raw Dog. Raw Dog Nation forever, but <laughs> I still believe Yoel Romero is a bigger threat to everyone in the division. I mean, at any given I mean, moment. But, it, but not any given fight, like yeah. But it's a, any given moment of a fight. It was a you know the the conversation we were having, you know, discussing. Yoel's not Yoel anymore unless we see something different in his next fight. Well, it's a conversation we were having. You know, it all depends, and it sounds like it's a very big excuse, you know, for Yoel. But it all depends on what Yoel shows up. You know, is it show up? Is it going to be Yoel? You know. The soldier of God of the Olympian, or is it going to be? That's Yoel? what I'm saying. If if the same Yoel we've been seeing shows up the next fight, that's probably it, dude. I mean, we say that now, but then you know, he well, fucking, I mean, like that's probably out a, it, though. Like, yeah, but then he pulls out a flying knee and knocks someone out. Oh no, we're we're, we're, we're right back on the hype train. Just you know because I mean? he, so because he's kind of like it's, a, it's hard to count him out. Well, I'm saying at this point, and, so he's kind of like a Dan Henderson. He just has like something that's going to land, hopefully. Because no. at that point, it's like, come on, what are we doing here? No. I it's like say, T. Wood with the right hand. I wouldn't almost. say that. He would fuck up Tyron Woodley. Absolutely. I'm just saying. Because it's no. like, oh, we're just waiting for him to hopefully Keep in mind, and land it. And this is a I – don't, I, don't I wouldn't even call it an excuse, but you always, by all accounts, in the sport anyway, an old man. And he just fought for a heavy, or for the light heavyweight belt, you know, against Israel Asanya, a dude in his prime. Yeah. That was a boring fight, but he still fought. He didn't get finished. Paulo Costa got finished. <clears throat> Honestly, I think Darren Till is going to fight Jack Manson, and if he wins, he's going to either fight Costa or straight for the belt in Israel. Oh, I think we'll let. Well, and I think, then Yoel. I think the future of these three guys are tied together right now. Darren's going to fight Derek. Darren, Hermanson, and uh, Yoel. I think they're all. Potential fights between the three. I think Yoel's going to fight Derek. I think Darren's going to skip 
Yoel. You think Brunson fights Yoel? Probably. I think Darren's going to skip him if he wins. I think if he loses, he has a chance to fight Yoel. Because then that puts him back into his spot at number five. But I think if he beats Jack at number four, he'll go above either with Paulo or the title. What do you think is next for Kelvin? I mean, I don't know, man. Jack, if if he loses... Again, oh, Jack beat him, right? I know, but like he might be able to vouch for a rematch or something, because he just got caught in that knee bar, wasn't it? Yeah, he got he got submitted. I think he even said like he was I like said, I was embarrassed. Maybe Chris Weidman. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't. I think Chris is. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Kelvin would want to take a step back. I mean, they're eight and nine, but I just don't know. Well, I just don't know what he can what he can do with looking at the rankings. You well, Uriah is fighting Silva next week. I think the only way we see Darren Till fight you well right now in this in this world that we live in, not because of all the jokes that he likes to make and all that, is just because of where he's at and where his opponents at in the rankings. Is if he loses, that's the only way I can see him like actively but taking that. Fight. How is how is that a bad thing though? They're five and six. Just because if he wins, he's going to be at least four. So he'll either go to Paulo or straight up Israel because he already fought uh, Robert. So he's not going to fight Jared. I'm talking about Darren Till fighting you all. You know what, dude? Darren Till might fight Hamza after Hamza fights Leon. Well, that's if Leon wins. Or uh, Hazmat wins. I mean, yeah. That's fair. Wouldn't, that'd be really good for Hamza. If he wins and he calls out Darren Till, and Darren Till happens to be Jack Hermanson, that would be number three and number four that he jumps into in the rankings. I mean, at this point, it's going to be... In welterweight, middleweight. That'd be amazing. Yeah, but at this point, it's going to be which okay, which title do you want to go after? Because I'd be surprised if Daniel lets me keep going in both divisions. I wouldn't, based on the way he talks about him and the way that Hamza talks. No, it's... I mean, And it's, if he kept producing. It's clear that they like him and they like what he's doing. Right. But uh, I think Michael Bisping said it. I mean... At a certain point, you're not going to be able to just, you know, keep bouncing back and forth. Amanda Nunes, I know it's only a 10-pound difference versus a 15-pound difference, but still, I mean, the dude's doing it comfortably. Yeah, but I mean... And it's not like he went from 170 to 185, like Michael Bisming said himself when he was impressed. He went from 185 to 170. Yeah, but like, not to talk shit, you know, because he brought up Amanda Nunes, but there's not that... There's not that many colors in the women's division. No, I know. I'm just saying for I him mean, to be look, able to make the I mean, just look at the top five in... Uh, the well, I was just saying he could do it until he loses. I mean, forget about the killer aspect. Leon Edwards alone—that's a big—that's a big hurdle. Well, yeah, that's why I was saying if he beats him at seven, he could call out Darren Till. If Darren Till happens to win as well, that'd be super smart. But anyways, back to the Robert Whitaker fight. So is Robert Whitaker going to fight Izzy? He sounded a little hesitant. You heard the interview. I, I wouldn't say he's hesitant, but I mean, Israel Adesanya already showed he doesn't. Want I don't think fight. Robert's afraid of anybody. He yeah. just said he's—he said knows. line him up. Bobby Knuckles, my favorite nickname in the UFC. It's not even his real nickname. Crazy. Anyways, but um, yeah, they and he says line him up. Yeah. So. I mean, I think Robert Whitaker's game. I don't, I don't think... really see the point in running it back so fast, though, and I kind of feel like that's what he's thinking when he says stuff like that, or I, or maybe he genuinely just doesn't care. I don't think he. I don't think he cares. He just proved. Literally, just genuinely says line him up and means that. Yeah, because I mean, he just proved that he's still. You know, I mean, he's a fucking number one contender. Yeah. He just beat Jared Cannonier, fucking knockout artist. He beat Darren Till, our future sponsor, Raw Dog Nation, right here. Raw Dog Nation. 
So, I mean, by all accounts, Robert Whitaker just did, it wasn't his night when he fought Israel. I and mean, he kept he kept fighting with that horrible. Didn't have a good game plan. Yeah, and he kept fighting with that horrible leading left hook. And also, left like, hook. like you just said, wasn't his night. So, yeah, he I mean, was jumping with that lead hook that you like to point out. But, I mean, Robert just showed everyone, you know, uh, Roy levels, Jones Jr. There's levels to this. You know? Yeah, for sure. Just like Izzy just said, y'all must have forgot. But, uh, does him, but yeah, does him and Izzy make sense? It makes sense to me. Business-wise, it makes sense. They're going to be the biggest fight ever again. It makes sense to me, but, I mean, Israel, but, I mean. It, you, definitely, you can see why it doesn't make sense to Israel. Robert, why does it make sense to you? To Robert and uh, Just because Robert Israel? proves that he's on that level? No, it, the only reason that I would argue against it is because Israel hand, beat Robert so handedly. So, yeah, what if he does it again? If he handedly. It, I mean, some people just have other fighters' uh, numbers, you know, nothing to do about it. So that would be it for Robert and Izzy? That would be, close the door? If he did it handedly? I like, mean, in the same fashion, so to speak. Yeah. Because, I mean, even even in, even in tonight or this morning, which is crazy, cause it's an early card. Uh, I mean, Cannoneer caught... Uh, Whitaker once just I predicted straight right hand. Yeah, dinged him right on the side of the head. <laughs> but I mean, it's no secret Robert gets hit, and that's no secret. Adesanya can't find your chin, you know. Yeah, I feel you. I so, mean, but I mean, to yeah, me, yeah, Robert gets hit, dude, for sure. So that fight could very well go the same way. We just saw, we just saw him. Take a nasty shot at the end of that fight. But it, at the end of that fight, yeah. But this also looks probably the best he's looked in a while. Stand up, boys. Pure stand up. Anyway. Yeah, it was really dominant. And yeah. he even said his foot was messed up. So. Of, of course, something's messed up. But said his foot's messed up, and he was using it. Looked good with it. I mean, but I mean, I think the the divisions never looked better, in my opinion. If I don't know though, man. If Jared can tag him like that. I, now that you're just pointing it out and we're talking about, like, if he had that dominant of a match. I love Bobby Knuckles, man. He's a gamer. He's got dogs in his hands, like my boy Josh Thompson likes to say. But I don't know, man. I just would see Izzy lighting him up again. He's way more of an advanced striker than Jared Cannonier for but, sure. And he's got just as much power, obviously. He just dropped Paulo. Yeah, but, I mean, I think Kevin Gaston pretty much showed the blueprint on how you have to fight Israel. You can't. Yeah, but I I also do think is I believe Israel when he says he corrected that like when he said like yeah if somebody tries that again it won't work like yeah it's easy to say it but I mean his so last three fights all opponents have shown him respect and kept distance right so do you think if Calvin Gastelum who's now ranked number eight which is crazy to say that out loud considering we fought that not that long ago um, if you think Kelvin and Israel were to rematch you know the end of this year beginning of next year whatever whatever you want in the UFC, that it goes similar then? Calvin and Israel? Yeah. Like, similarly? or I, I Personally, I would say, I kind of believe Israel when he says he figured out, like, that and that wouldn't happen again. It comes down to mental mental state, too, you know? Like, wherever it would... Because, I mean, that's a big, huge aspect of this sport that we all love, you know? That no one really takes into account, the mental headspace of someone. Because Kevin, Kelvin is now, what, on a two-fight losing streak? Right. I mean, I'm sure that that's got to suck. Like I think you said, three. like like you said, he he was just top five like this time last year, and now look at him almost, you know, almost out of the top ten. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, to me, it's a lot about mental game, mental game work too. You know, like Adesanya. I mean, right now he's 
firing on all cylinders, you know? Dude's on another level, for sure. I mean, I, I feel like we bring this up every single podcast, but I still think Yoel is the biggest threat to everyone in this division. I still think, and just looking at the top five, you know. Paulo too? I, yeah, I still think Paulo's uh, Yoel's hardest fight. I really do. Just because Paulo's just a young Romero. I'd like to see Calvin and Paulo. Calvin and Paulo Costa? I think Paulo sleeps gasoline. Calvin and Yoel. Yeah, I think Yoel dominates. Dude. Calvin's got great boxing, man. Yeah, he does. Good head movement. I'm not. I'm not trying. To, I'm head. not disrespecting Calvin, and I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm a hater. I, I like the guy. I really do. But I just, I think it's gonna be hard for him. I think, oddly enough, you all would be an easier fight for him, but just because you all so, some closer to his height, and he's not that. Uh, I mean, Calvin's got the heart and and soul. Yeah, I mean, he proved it. He proved it against sure. Asanya. I mean, yeah, but I don't know if he'll ever touch a belt. I mean, it's getting up. Getting really fucking hard. Yeah. Like I said, I, I love the division right now. I think it's super healthy. I think we have a dominant champ. For sure. I mean, and then, but I mean, he's talking about leaving. I mean, to go to Bellator. No, I'm just kidding. To go to light heavyweight. <laughs> you got to plant the seeds for your own future, too. You know, I mean, you got yeah. to make your own opportunities. Speaking of that, I know I just threw out a joke, but what would you say if, I mean, I know it would be basically impossible because every time a ufc fighter defends their belt they get like a fight or two added to their contract just based on the way that it's written in the contracts but if it wasn't you know let's say we just live in la la land and what what would you say like if a fighter was like dude i'm gonna leave it as a champ like bj did back in the day uh randy couture did the same thing yeah randy couture did the same thing and they said hey i'm gonna go to bellator and i'm gonna go beat their champion real quick and i'll come back but um, since obviously you don't want to let me do it, I'm just going to do it. I mean, I think after BJ and – or not even BJ. I think after Randy Couture did that, that's when they uh, – I don't know. I wouldn't say you and Dana, but, I mean, the UFC in general started adding all that shit to the contract. Dana! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think it's – Obviously, it will never happen again. But, like, if, you, if it did, do you think it would just make, like, crazy headlines? Or do you think the UFC would – Finally, be like, fine, fine, fine. We'll cope them up. We'll cope them up to not lose the money. I think that's everyone's. I mean, I wouldn't say it's everyone's dream, and I do think the UFC has nothing to benefit. But I think everyone does want to see, you know, like who really is the best. I think most casuals probably do want to see that. I think a lot of the hardcores are probably like 50 50. Like, no, yeah, we don't want to see That's what I'm it. saying. Like, and then, like, some hardcores are like, hell yeah, I wish. You know what I mean? Because, like, like I always say, you could walk out to the street today and just ask people, you know, who's this fighter belong to, or you know, who's Michael Chandler? Yeah, who exactly? You know, you, maybe they might know him now because of Fight Island, but you know, and Habib's status, but uh, and being a backup to a Habib fight, but and that's not a knock against you know Bellator or Michael. whatever. I, like, I like Michael Chandler. I mean, I, I mean, we're open that I, I listen to Bellator more than Eduardo and stuff, but. I like I like Michael Chandler. I think he's a good guy. It's just we're realistic, man. Nobody really respects Bellator for the most part, and nobody really respects their fighters or even knows about them, which is unfortunate because there are really talented people like Pitbull, like Benson Henderson, former UFC fighter, unfortunately. But like, uh, you know, Michael yeah, Chandler, obviously. And, and, you know, not to just throw shit. Aaron Pico, yeah. who's talented. He's had a couple, like, rough losses, but he's very talented. He's got phenomenal boxing and body shots. And not throwing too much shade at Bellator, but I mean, UFC has its fair share of people that, you know, nobody knows, like 
You could ask anyone like Ukumaro Usman is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then not to mention, to say Scott Scott Coker, their promoter, isn't talented, it's just that you'd be so ridiculous to just say that because obviously he built like women's MMA in general. Yeah. You know, you, so. You can't take that from him. Then, and um, by like, all accounts, he's a. Arguably the only other brand out there that's even trying yeah, to compete and then with the UFC. Brought in light guys when the UFC got rid of the light guys, like the right. little, like which are the, which is like the most popular division in the world now, with the lightweight division. You know, and you know, you know what little, I mean? So a little throwback, which is crazy to think about, but the UFC's biggest star before Connor was Ronda Rousey was a Bellator yeah. fighter. No, or Strike Force, right? Yeah, I mean that's still called Scott, Scott Coker. Coker. Yeah. That was Scott Coker's brought up. So, yeah, I mean, like, he created women's you know, MMA. We're doing, Gina Carano, Chris Cyborg, you know what I mean? So, two, you know, that's what I'm saying. Three legends. Misha, I believe, was there, too. Yeah, so, that's why I'm saying. Not throwing all the shade at Bellator, like, it deserves to have shade thrown. Yeah, no, it, they're just, it's just unfortunate. At this point, this at this point in the game, I mean, the UFC is synonymous with MMA. Yeah, hopefully we come to a Sunday where we'll see a cross-promotion being happening the only way i see it happening though is if it's forced by a sanctioning body like the government though or something because that, the ufc is a sole business just like bellator so i don't think they have that to or they do it that them. or they do it when dana steps down because dana ain't gonna be around forever dana's gonna be around for a long time which buddy. is gonna be interesting i mean i don't know why i'm talking about he's that, only like 40 or 50 he's gonna be around for a long time i'm just i know i'm just saying but he's not gonna be around forever you know he's gonna be like bob Aaron. <laughs> Straight up. Maybe. I mean, hello, I'm not joking. I, not. Just, I, mean, no. I, I think so, which is cool. I like that. I think he's good for everyone. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously phenomenal. Look what he's done for through the coronavirus. And that's been Dana bleeding the way. So Dana's, I respect by, Dana. by all account, MMA owes a huge debt to Dana White and the Fertitas. Including Scott Coker, man. Including, yeah. Yeah, like Scott Coker owes, owes that guy too, man. If he didn't get rid of all those little guys and stuff, there he wouldn't have had some of those guys coming in, you know. No disrespect, but and Scott Cooker was on putting on those fights. But yeah, just to go full circle with Bellator, they got a lot of going on for them. It's just the public. The they can't win the public over. I wonder what it is. And my biggest issue with Bellator, I mean, me and Joseph talked about this almost nonstop, but Yeah, he fights me on the side. I know what he's gonna say. We fight about I'm like, that's not always the case, but most of the time He's everyone, right. everyone at Bellator has horrible records. Most of the time he's right, but it's not always the case. And I try to defend Bellator with this, but he's right a lot of times. And I'm not going to sit here and lie on, on our kind show. <laughs> but uh, I do and try so, to spite my, I do try to stand my ground on this Bellator. But sorry, guys, you guys need to. You know, they're growing talent though. That's, I mean, like I said, it's, it's not always the case. Anymore. I know. I mean, I would. You know. got that that little Irish guy, the, the mini Connor. Yeah, you got head kicked. What's his name? He got James kicked. Gallagher. God, he got I can't remember his humble. name. And he's like one of the biggest stars. See? You, even, you don't know when you watch James Gallagher. And I watch it. And I make sure to watch Bellator. Yeah, James Gallagher. I mean, but, uh, he got head kicked by one of my That's one of Ricky. my biggest gripes is Bellator. And I think that was, <coughs> that's one of the biggest uh, reasons why I say it doesn't benefit the UFC. Everyone in the UFC has a horrible record. And my argument with the... In the guess, UFC? No, you mean Bellator? Bellator. And... Uh, one of my Excuse biggest me. arguments or uh, strikes against Michael Chandler, everyone he's fought has had horrible records, and the guys that he's fought that have you know reasonable records, like you know two or three losses, he's lost to him. Right, right. So Wrong. that's my argument. Yeah, and, you know, since we're on Chandler, but I mean, you did see those losses. It was good stoppage, but it was like he was winning that fight in the last. It was loss. competitive. 
I mean, it's... I thought he was winning, though. It was competitive, but I thought he was winning. But I agree with you. But that's that's my, you know, my... I'm not saying, you know, Michael Chandler isn't talented. I mean, the dude's a stud, but at a certain point, you got to realize, like, yeah, he's fought a lot of guys, but a lot of those guys have lost either just as many fights as they won or lost. Right. So, you know, and you already... I think it's safe to say that they're going to try to make Tony Ferguson and Michael Chandler happen. And I, I think hope that, they do. And I think that's a. Are you against that fight? No. I just think it's a very bad matchup for Michael Chandler. He likes to get hit. He's just a shorter fighter and he likes to stay in close. And what is he So, what? Elbows? Elbows for days? Whatever Tony wants. Wing Chun? Yeah, whatever Tony Ferguson wants. I'm a huge Tony fan. I mean. I like when he goes like this. Obviously, you can't see us yet because we don't have visual yet, but we will soon. But I'm doing some funny stuff with my hands that Tony Ferguson likes to do. I like when he goes like that. But, I mean, you agree with, with that? Anderson. I think he's better at it than Anderson Silva, too. Do you agree with that, though? That is uh, Michael Chandler's? No, I think it's uh, – I don't know if I agree with that. I think it's a very, very, very winnable fight for Tony Ferguson. I predict him winning that fight, just not easily. I'm not, I think, Tony I Fer- say to I think Michael like I said, Chandler gives him a good fight. go. It's not an easy fight, but – like I, I don't like, know if I'd call it a horrible matchup for him. I just think he gives him a good go. And I'd I say Tony wins it's it. easier for Tony to win, and I think it's going to be harder for Michael to win. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm picking Tony to win, so I definitely agree with that. But uh, that and good, Tony, Tony has more uh, tricks up his sleeves. Hey, man, I hope Michael Chandler gets that fight. Because I mean, I then uh, he could be fighting for the belt right away. I mean, if he beats Tony, yeah, he deserves it. Is Dustin versus Connor going to be a championship fight? I hope not. I don't think either of them. Let's not talk about that yet. Let's let's talk about how great uh, the main event was before we get into the that. retirement of the Eagle. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that before I talk about Khabib, how great Khabib Medoff is. Retired at twenty nine and zero. And I know I say his name wrong. I'm giving him. I like Khabib a lot. He's one of my. He's been my favorite fighter since I first saw him step into the UFC. Rest in my, peace to all of us yeah. hardcore fans that our dreams will never be fulfilled. About Tony and Khabib? Khabib versus Tony Ferguson. My co-host can vouch for me. I've been a Khabib fan since day one. But uh, I, I was sad. It was definitely sad. I, my The most emotional part for me was when he told uh, Justin in the post-fight, he said, uh, uh, love, your, love your mom and dad. You never know what tomorrow has. So thought that was, I thought that was super uh, hard. To hear him say, but uh, it was wise words too, because you know he means it probably more than anyone who's ever I mean, said something like that to Justin. You, you said it today, and I mean we've both discussed this over the years, just watching Habib's career. Yeah, I mean it's it's obvious that Habib is just a genuinely good, humble person, honorable person. Yeah, he's probably the most honorable guy, maybe next to Royce Gracie during Hoist. his rise. Yeah, like Royce Royce Gracie during his rise. If not more, so like who beat Habib? He's just really a humble. But humble I mean, guy. you know, not trying to be not not just being Debbie Downers. It's just you know, I think John Anik said it best. You just gotta enjoy these people while they're still competing. I do believe he's not gonna come back. No, he's done. Yeah, yeah. He said he promised his mom he's done. You know, and then you know he's done. Done. They. He, like, I mean, when he said the UFC could give me ownership, and I still wouldn't fight Connor, the UFC could give him UFC ownership. And he still wouldn't fight anyone, let alone Connor, even GSP, at whatever fan, fanatical weight he would want. You I mean, know what I mean? It just would never happen. He's not fighting again. Yeah, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? That's the expression. But, I mean, he figured after his father passed away, you know. 
Yeah. So it's going to be hard for him to continue without him, you know. Khabib's done, dude. So Unfortunately, uh, which sucks because I love Khabib, but I'm super grateful I got to watch him and grow up in the sport that that I like fell in love before him. I'm just happy that him. he was part of an era that, you know, recognized his talent. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like so many other past eras where, you know, great fighters go unnoticed. Just sucks because I so strongly feel like he could literally get – if he could just make the weight that long, I feel like he could literally get like three to six, seven, if not more, defenses and then call it a career and just retire at, at like 33, 34. You know what I mean? Could have a couple where he fights twice a year and then just a couple where he fights once and then – but. And then truly cement himself as like the goat among goats, goats. Like it would just be out of reach forever, probably. But unfortunately, it's not going to happen. What? Personally, I'm a big fan of the lightweight division. I always have been, whether it was Strike Force or UFC. And I, I always thought BJ Penn was the goat of lightweights, even after everybody that came around, like RDA. RDA looked like the best lightweight ever at, at one point. But I thought, like Aldo. BJ Penn was the the lightweight goat, 155 goat. But I think, personally, I think Habib has passed him. I think he's the lightweight goat. I don't know about the goat of the sport. He's definitely I mean, pound for pound number one. I agree with him. He deserves this. Like he said after his fight. He's for sure the, the, in pound, the UFC. I mean, pound for pound number one in the UFC is definitely. It's just so hard for me to say he's the best because he didn't fight Tony. But, I mean, everyone's, everyone's going to talk shit because, to me, anyway. Well, yeah, because, you know, Justin beat Tony. But, I mean, it's like. There's no question that Habib and Tony are one and two. In my eyes, Tony's still number one. I don't know. Justin put an ass whooping on him. But there's for sure no doubt. I mean, like it or not, it's safe to say just because he retired undefeated and he defended his title. Habib is for sure at least a GOAT at light heavyweight. Right. At least that. But I don't think he's the overall GOAT. I still think that's George St. Pierre. No, I think he's the GOAT of, of MMA. At least until somebody else does something different or more, I guess, or greater, I guess I should really say. But I, I undoubtedly say, as as a huge fan of the lightweight division and, and but, the, the littler I guys, mean, Habib's the lightweight goat. The lightweight goat, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, right? The overall goat, I don't, I still think it's no, GSP. he's not. I, I love Habib. I, I mean, obviously, you know that. I say that all the time. I I do love Habib. He's one. He was my favorite fight, active UFC fighter for. Long time, and uh, no, I don't think he's the GOAT, like the true GOAT. I think he's definitely the lightweight GOAT, without a question. He's yeah. one of MMA, one of MMA's GOATs, for sure. He's just not the GOAT. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean... Like, Aldo's sure. one of MMA GOATs. He's just not the GOAT. Yeah, exactly. It's a perfect example. Yeah. Same so. thing. But uh, I don't think Habib is the sport or anything. I don't think he has to come back. I think uh, Frankie yeah. Edgar is one of the lightweight goats, just to sub the side. Yeah, he, he, he was fighting at like his walk around, was, basically. Yeah, dude, that fucking guy wrote the blueprint for not cutting weight. <laughs> I mean, and he did beat my previous lightweight goat, which was BJ, BJ Penn. BJ Penn twice. So, yeah, and like now BJ is just one of the lightweight goats, while Habib is the lightweight Frankie goat. Frankie Edgar is just a goat. Yeah. Now, dude. He's, he's a badass. He's yeah. a BMF. But, uh, yeah, what, what were you saying about Habib before I interrupted you with Frankie? <laughs> um, I don't think Habib builds anything to the sport. I don't think no, he absolutely back. not. He doesn't. He doesn't have to come back. He has all the money he's ever going to need. You know, between you know his father's legacy, his legacy. Yeah. There's he. He needs nothing. He needs to prove nothing. Habib. You know, he entertained millions of people. 
throughout his entire career. Like I said earlier, I'm just happy he was a part of an era that, you know, was able to appreciate how talented he actually was. And, you know. Yeah, we were definitely blessed to watch him. Yeah, I mean. For sure. It was definitely like I'm, like I'm, honor, I'm a big honor Tony to watch fan. him fight. I'm a big Tony fan. And, you know, I still think Tony could get him. I mean, it's just. I think I think Khabib could. I mean, obviously fantasy. I think Khabib could submit him. I mean, I mean, now we'll for sure never know. <laughs> no. But if but Tony I mean, did say he would grapple against him, I think Khabib could submit him there too, like in a grappling tournament. Who knows? But I mean, if Khabib's down, I think Khabib would do that for the fans. Like a straight, gra- I mean, that's what he's doing anyway in the cage. Just no striking. Just maybe even combat jujitsu. Nah. If Eddie could pull that off, huh. uh, I don't know. I don't think Khabib's interested anymore. You know what? I think it's too soon to talk about. Like, I think Dana said it best too. I think. He does have to go home. Just you and know, like truly grieve. Just grieve, you know. Like his grieving process bad. isn't over. Yeah. yeah. If anything, it's just re-enabled after that win. Yeah, especially you know, because every time he he was, uh, had to do his interviews, you know, his father got brought up. It's probably why he didn't bring go to interviews. Yeah. So it's like he didn't go to post fight press conferences. Let the man go home and grieve. You know, let him. You know. Yeah, like you said, the passing of his father, and like you said, he doesn't know anything to the sport, which is a good transition to what. Connor actually posted, which was, I don't want to misquote him, but he did post something really nice, and uh, he it's said, all fake. "But so it's all fake in your eyes." Yeah. Why is that? Because that's all Connor does this shit every every time. Any anyone anytime anyone does anything that's worth note that grabs media attention, right? Connor's there. That's that's what he's that's what he does. That's how he fucking stays relevant. Right. I mean that, that makes sense, but and, and but, do not and do not forget all the fucking just straight up racist shit he said to Habib throughout the years. Yeah, you know, there's obviously the famous incident of him throwing the dolly. Well, I was he, just saying he, that he, I thought it was nice because he said, "Good performance. I will carry on. Respect and condolences on your father again, also to you and your also to you and family. Yours sincerely, the McGregors." It's full of Which shit. Which is cool. It's full of shit. But we both said right after we acknowledged that, you know, be off air, that uh, he'll probably call him out in a week or two, at most. It's probably, I mean, at the time of his recording, he's probably called him out already. But I mean, let's just avoid that and uh, let's keep talking about the UFC in general. I don't want to talk about McGregor drama. I'd rather talk about McGregor fights. Um, well, him and Dustin. Yeah, so him and Dustin both lost to Habib just oh, recently yeah. in Habib their last fights. Chuck them both out. They're and naked. They have a fight scheduled. Justin just got choked out to the point that he went to sleep. Unfortunately, bad fucking stoppage by the Horrible ref. Stoppage. Excuse my language. Terrible stoppage by the referee. He was tapping all over the place. And he's standing on the side he's tapping on. Just ridiculous. I was so mad. And I love Justin Gaethje too. And I love to be, but I was, don't care the way. It was just terrible stoppage. Either way. So he just lost. He doesn't have a fight book. Dustin and, and Connor have a fight book. Do we see that fight get turned into a championship fight? It all depends on. It kind of makes sense, though, right? I don't think either of them deserve it, honestly. I think they should, have, at this point, with the way you know, Habib. I mean, he's gone. He's gone. Gone. I think they should have a title elimination. He's Mighty Mouse at this point. He's just not. He's just not fighting. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think it should be a title elimination. And by that, I mean Tony Dustin fight, and then you could have Michael Chandler Tony fight. And then the winner of those two matches fight, and they're, they're for the, the belt. Champ. Yep. That makes the most sense. However, I, mean, I think the UFC... Since it's Connor, I mean, he's going to fucking levy it to be a title fight. It just makes more sense for it to be a title fight, too, like business-wise. Also, just for there to be a champion. 
But I mean, do you, do, you really, do you really want Connor as your champion, though? I mean, Look I'm how, not saying he's going to beat Dustin. I, I think this fight could go 50 50. But I mean, do you really want an inactive champion? I think if Connor wins that belt, he will go fight Manny Pacquiao. I think if he wins that belt, he's going to hold on to it. Yeah, go fight Manny Pacquiao. Hold on to the belt. But yeah, um, well, that's what Dana allows it. Look how fast they moved on from Henry Cejudo. That's why I think yeah, the but next fight will Henry be... Henry Cejudo isn't drawing in millions. No, but that's why I think the next fight is even more likely to be a title fight. Between... Uh, Dustin and Connor. I don't see it, dude. I mean, I see it. I agree I with see your it. idea. I see it. I mean, there's no way Connor isn't going to pass up a chance. To All right, well, I'm calling it now. That's our hot take of the week but from I mean, me. That Dustin and Connor is going to be a title fight. It makes sense. 155. Makes sense. But 165. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> makes sense? Uh, it makes sense. It's a it's a very Yours makes sense too. It's a very safe bet. Yours makes more sense. But business wise, I But I, think I mean mine makes I'm more looking sense. at this as you know, as a purist of the sport. No, yeah. I'm not looking I'm not taking business I completely agree into account. You. But I mean hundred percent agree. Connor's by all means is gonna throw his weight behind. He's gonna want a title. Plus, for the sake of the sport, the UFC the division needs a champion. I'd say yeah, but I don't think it like, needs as, it right away. As a purist, like in my opinion, like also as a purist point, division doesn't need a champion. But, I don't know if it's right away, like you're saying. I kind of, kind of agree with you. I don't know if it's if it needs it right away. I, but that's why I think that would make the next big 155 fight a title fight. So I said, and title eliminator, dog. No, that makes sense. Justin like Gaethje, Conor McGregor, winner of that fights the winner of Tony Ferguson and Michael Chandler. Mm-hmm. Then you know whoever when they're done. Whoever came up runner-up fights Justin Gaethje. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, Who comes runner-up? What do you mean? Oh. Whoever comes off, you know, the loss of the... Michael Chandler. No. Tony Ferguson. Whoever wins the title. Dustin Poirier. Conor McGregor. Justin Gaethje. That way Gaethje still has a chance to stay in the mix. Because, I mean... So, it'll either be Tony, Chandler, Dustin, or Conor that would fight Justin... One of those four, like whoever loses out of all of them in no, my so bracket, in their little bracket. So say the brackets. <laughs> this this just got made it. This just got a lot more complicated. I know. It was very simple the way I had it. <laughs> Justin and Connor fight, right? Right. Whoever wins that, they move up. Okay. Right? Tony and Michael Chandler fight, right? They move up. Right. They fight and say whoever. Let's just say Tony wins. He's a champ, right? Right. Say Connor came runner up or Dustin, whoever you want to put in that spot. They fight Justin Gaethje. Oh, okay. I understand. Or they could just say fuck Why you. wouldn't Michael Chandler win or fight Justin Gaethje? Or that? I was about to say, or they could just say fuck you to Tony and give Michael Chandler to Justin Gaethje. Well, I was just saying, why wouldn't Michael Chandler, if he lost to, to Tony, fight Justin Gaethje after that? I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He kind of wouldn't be worthy, though. He'd have to fight somebody out of the top five, I feel like, if he loses to Tony. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, think so. But, um... It also comes down to, I mean... Oh, I feel so hyped. Call me cynical, but it also comes down to they want to just make an example out of him, too. Michael Chandler? Yeah. And just fucking feed him dogs. That makes sense. It's a bit, today's super bittersweet, right? Or, it's or it's bittersweet, for sure. I mean, I feel super bittersweet. <laughs> I feel, like, emotional about I mean, Habib's it's, retirement. It's the name of the game, right? Yeah, but his is just like, ah. Oh. I don't know. No, I'm happy for him. He, he went out on top. Super happy for him. Went out defeated. As far as we know, he has no real injuries ever. I mean, he never really Dude, Dana said, speaking of that, they said we saw tape on his uh, toes tonight, and I called it out right in the beginning of the fight. I was like, yo, Khabib never has tape on toes or anything. 
Dana said he broke some. He probably he had broke two toes, and had one broken bone in his uh, bone. Apparently, like just like a month or two ago, a broken bone in his leg. Oh yeah, in, in his foot, a broken bone in his yeah. foot, and then like two broken toes. But who knows? I mean, dude, if that's just, true, it's just a phenomenal card whew. today. We got to see the eagle, you know. He's a psycho if that's time. true. He should have jumped off the cage one more time. No, I mean, <laughs> I think him breaking down and crying is just an accumulation of, you know. What if he backflipped like Justin? Just to say. <laughs> While Justin was laying there asleep. I don't know. So what, what do you think of that stoppage? Besides the horrible stoppage, do you think? Horrible. What do you think? Just, just horrible stoppage? Just a bad stoppage. I think... Uh, it's not a big deal. Getting choked out is not a big deal. Yeah. But it was late. He didn't have to go to sleep. But he I didn't mean, have to go to sleep. He's tapping. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, if I'm sure. Do you think gen- it looks more gen- honorable if he doesn't tap? Like he's just trying to escape and then go to sleep. But I mean, sleep? if he does that, who's that for? You know, who's what? Not himself. Tapping. No, I'm saying like like he's in. A, he does not want to lose a title fight per se. Let's just say like so. He's just fighting, fighting, fighting until he goes to bed. We've seen it in other yeah, fighters. Well, uh, my, Michael Bisping. Another Holly fa- Holm. Another favorite is this podcast, yeah. Michael Bisping. That's what he did with uh, GSP. Holly Holm got yeah. choked out throwing punches. Yeah, fucking gangster ass bitch right there. Yeah, so, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what if that was, do you think Do you think but that's I, less, like, I, I don't know, because I mean, shitty? I, and I guess the way, I don't really The way, can't really the way you're trying to, uh, the way you're trying to. Put, it made me mad. Well, the stoppage, yeah, made me mad, but the way you're trying to portray the fact of just tapping in general. No, I don't mean that. I just mean just. The way it's perceived, like, do you think it would make people like us just less mad? Why, do they just chose to go to sleep? Yeah. Obviously, huh? Because we're not getting mad at any human error. So, yeah, I yeah. guess we would get less mad. Do you think that things like that should be, like, you know, held accountable? The ref's I mean, on the that ref? side. Yeah, like, he's on the side he's tapping. I mean, I get, the, only, the only reason, I mean, yeah, it sucks. There's uh, no crowd. It's not like he can... It's but I'm like, sure the jungle is, you know, rushing to the ref. Because you got to keep... Just again, the benefit of doubt, because it kind of looked the first time he tapped, because you know how he tapped, you know, kind of to the side of a beat. You could have said he was trying to throw hammer punches or something, you know. But you know, after like the second or third one, yeah. But I mean, just this is just me giving the ref the benefit of the doubt. It's not an easy job. I'm sure his adrenaline is through the roof too, you know. Right. But do you think things like that should be like held accountable? Well, do look you at think what happened should... with uh, Mario Masaki. Well, I mean, we yeah, I understand things like that, but that's different. Like I'm just saying, like disciplinary actions because we do have medical suspensions when things are like are being handed out, like cuts or you know any injuries a fighter may sustain. But do you think maybe there should be a referee suspension type of thing? Like, hey man, you made two or three errors on a card when you worked five or six fights, like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, do you this... think maybe they should be like, you're not going to work for a month or so? Like, or, and also maybe go to classes kind of similar to a carpenter's union or something, you know, like learning. I mean, that's all, I mean, at this point, that's all fantasy shit. Right. I don't see them ever doing this ever. I kind of just think that something like that should the only, exist. The only, the only person that discipline people in the USC is pretty much Dana. Right. If he, if well, the only reason I'm thinking, well, the commissions. The well, only reason no, I'm thinking I mean, about this is, is because Dan Hardy brought it up. And, like, after that, it kind of made me feel like, just think, because that stoppage would be mad, even though it doesn't really okay. matter because it's a choke out, not a punch out. Yeah, but then we could, you know, keep, go further down this rabbit hole. What about bad judges? Yeah, no, I totally understand. So we're, we're going to just ban judges for a week or two That's or what whatever. I'm saying, yeah. Like, no, I get it. I was just thinking, like, there. I think there should be some disciplinary actions on refs, is what I'm saying, for things like that. Like, 
that's just mainly what I'm trying to say is I think some disciplinary action should exist, some type of anything. I mean, we have fighter uh, disciplinary actions even. Yeah, but I mean, I think Dana's the only one that really has any real real way behind all that shit. Yeah. Because if he doesn't like a ref, I mean, look at Steve Mazzagatti. He's never refed again, ever. Yeah. Mario Masaki, gone. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, I'm just taking... I mean, obviously, it was a bad stoppage, late stoppage for the chokeout. Luckily, it wasn't like an arm bar or something or a knee crank. Or punches to a knocked out opponent. I mean, he just got choked out. I mean... Which is like the safest thing. I mean, yeah, I mean... Just like Justin said... It was post fight. It was luckily it was just a choke out. But I don't even think Justin knew it was a bad, bad stoppage. Yeah, <laughs> you know because it happened and, so fast. And I'm sure it was probably Justin, so tight after he hit the floor. Yeah, and I'm sure Justin didn't doesn't care either. You know, like, dude, Khabib's so good. The way he hooked the leg to bring him down into that triangle after yeah. Justin tried to stand up. He controlled him really good. He's so good. It's crazy, man. It's just I was I was so blown away. Even after the at the end of the first round, I remember telling you I was like. I don't know if that's because Habib's that good, which he is, or if Justin didn't really care because there was only 10 seconds on the clock. Even Dana brought it up in his la- in the post-fight press conference, and he was like, that 10 seconds, I was like, holy shit, he's going to submit him. I was like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, Habib's about to submit this guy right now. He would have, but... Uh, For sure. The way I pointed out, I think... He, he locked that arm, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Gaethje's hand got caught under his knee. Yeah, he, with, and the leverage was just it, not going to release it. He wasn't going to... Because of the wrist motion, yeah, right? Yeah, he just got locked in. It was never going to move. So, yeah. I think Justin just got locked Even in. if Habib was a light heavyweight with as much strength as he has, you yeah. know? Yeah, it wouldn't have happened just because of the leverage. But this is a good performance by Habib, nonetheless. So amazing. That dude's amazing. But it wasn't a complete blowout it's the so way you expected. Cool. It wasn't. The first round was really good. Could have been because the broken toes. Could have been because the emotions. Could have been because Justin's really that damn good because he is that damn good. Could have been a number of things, but the fact of the matter is Habib is the lightweight goat. He did make it look a little easy for sure. I mean, especially once he just got him to the ground like usual. And uh, we're honored to watch that guy compete. This is definitely a tribute episode to Habib's performance today. So what do you, what and do you Raw think? Dog Nation, which Habib will probably never be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what do I think about what? What do you think? Uh, I mean, early early thoughts about next week. We have, we had another retirement happening. Uh, Uriah Hall and uh, Anderson Silva. Oh man, I don't know, man. I think you. I think Uriah Hall is gonna beat him, but I think he's gonna fight him respectfully. But if he sees the opening, he will go for the kill. And I think he might even get it. I think... I think I, a finish is possible, but I got Uriah Hall winning. I just I, don't know how. I 100% agree with what you said. But I think he is going to fight him. Uh, I think Uriah Hall is going to fight Anderson as, you know, full of respect because he is Anderson, spider, Anderson Silva, the spider. But, I mean, I think the threat of him getting knocked out is very, very possible. But sure. giving Anderson Silva, a, a, you know, a fighter's chance... Uriah Hall does choke up a lot. Yeah. So, it's it's a, it's an interesting fight. I think it's a good fight for both of them, honestly. Yeah. And I'd say it's a little bit more dangerous for Silva because, you know, he is the older fighter. Mm-hmm. But, you I mean, fuck, he's still Anderson Silva. And then, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I agree with all that, too. Jumping to the co-main event of that fight, Bryce and Andre. That's, uh, like we talked about last week, I still think Andre Philly beats him. No. 
We're looking at the new Khabib, dude. No. Yes. <laughs> get on board now. Just get on board. If, if Bryce wins the dominant fashion, are you going to jump up the train? No. It's still too early. Even if he Andre, dominates? Andre Philly is... Uh... But dominates. Oh. If he Habibs him, basically. Like, he dominates. What if he twisters him? Andre Philly's gotten beat before, though. Yeah, but not dominated. He's been dominated. Gary, you're fucking got him with a flying switch uh, switch leg kick. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm saying, like, the way that Bryce just dominated his last fight, if he does that to Andre, Bryce is obviously ready for some big competition. Andre Philly isn't even ranked. I understand. But I'm saying if he does that, what he just did in his last when, fight to Andre Philly, he's ready for a ranked opponent. For sure. I don't make him, like, I, like we talked about last week, make him fight Edson Barbosa. Or if you want to... Since you're such a dick writer about his grappling, make him fight Ryan Hall. Who? Uh, Bryce Mitchell. Make him fight uh, Ryan yeah. Hall. Yeah, that's fair. If he beats Andre Philly. That's fair. So you think that he's going to lose, right? How is he going to lose? No, I wouldn't say. I mean. I think he wins by submission. I think I think Andre wins by decision. I don't think anyone gets finished. Think, I think Bryce wins it by submission. I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll, get, I'll say this: if Bryce Mitchell beats Andre Philly, he's going to catch him in the later rounds. So it will be a finish if he but does win. If Bryce Mitchell gets him by submission, I say third round. Well, you're just saying if Bryce wins in general, it'll mm-hmm. be a finish, not a decision. I guess. Maybe. I could see sure, Bryce. Yeah. I could see Bryce winning a decision or a finish, but I think he's going to get. But I mean, a I could, you can say that about both of them because Andre Philly has submissions on his resume too. He won't get Bryce. No, we don't know that. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Greg Hardy's on that card. Who's he fighting? Maurice Green, the guy from. Uh, I think he's. I believe he's from the Contender Series. I don't know. I think Greg Hardy's. Uh, I think he's a true athlete and a threat to the heavyweight division. Yeah, I think Greg Hardy's uh, much needed in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Going off his last fight against my boy, uh, he shows Alexander growth. Volkov. He, shows I mean, a he, lot he, of he didn't look bad. No, he shows a lot of growth. And he looked better than... Uh, Lewis? No, Wal Harris. Wal Harris, for sure. I think, I I think Greg so. Hardy beats Wal Harris. He showed a, well, maybe it's AKA. I mean, uh, a, what is it? Uh, ATT? ATT. The coaching and game plans. Because uh-huh. the game plan just looked... He looked really good. But um, I think he wins that fight. But I think we're in for a good card. For next sure, week. Greg Hardy is. Uh, he, I think he's a threat. I think he gets a lot of shit, you know, because of his past. But just looking at him competitive wise, yeah, this is an MMA guy. He's a threat to he's the a, division. He's a much real threat, needed. and I think he looked unbelievably well considering he's he's his new experience against with uh, Somebody, Alexander Volkov. Yeah, has experience. Uh, I think. I mean, I think he has a real. I think he has a real possibility. I, would, I don't know if he'd beat Champ, but he has a real possibility to. Break into the top five. Yeah, that's yeah. He's definitely gonna, he's right about to break, start breaking in for sure. Is there anything else that you want to address before we sign off for this week? Mm. We talk about Edwards already fighting uh, Hamza. Hamza. I feel like we could talk about that next week. We could get into that next week on our next week's show. But uh, that's actually going to be a good topic for as it gets closer. It's nice to bring it up at least a little bit, though. I got Edwards winning. Is the early pick. Maybe we'll change that later. I got Hamza winning as the early pick. Um, Might change that later. Subject to change. Too early. Not enough time to talk about it. We haven't even talked about it in our personal lives, really. But, we, haven't even, um, we haven't even brought up uh, Mike Perry and the allegations. Yet. Yeah, we haven't even brought up Mike Perry and the allegations. Um, but rest in peace, Abdul Manap. 
Namagomedov, uh, great coach, great father. Rest in peace to Tony and Habib. Never happening, man. Uh, Most cursed fight of all time. Super honored to have a son like that, I'm sure. He must be proud. And uh, great fights this weekend. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Happy have a good retirement, week. Habib. Happy Enjoy. retirement. Enjoy. Thank you, guys. Raw Dog Nation. Hey, guys. This is Eddie, and my co-host, Joseph. We just finished uh, wrapping up uh, USC 254. 254. And, uh, Fight Island. There's just so much to talk about. We decided just to do another one, you know, right off the bat. Yeah, we just finished so, up episode four. Uh, anyway, you know, like we like I just said, there's a lot, there's a lot out there to talk about, and also, you know, there's we're still new to this. Uh, I guess you could call it pod, podcast game. We're now uh, we're pretty irregular. We just decided to uh, do another one. Like I said, there's a lot to talk about, and we'll try to do a better job. And uh, why not? Practice makes perfect. You know. Practice makes perfect, and we're going to try to uh, have a better schedule, you know, of trying to release it at least, you know, once a week or, you know, if this, you know, something comes up. But the way we ended the last podcast, you know, that we barely touched on is, uh, you know, the allegations against Mike Perry, against his ex, ex-wife, ex uh, Danielle. I uh, can't remember her last name. I don't know, but I'm really happy not about her, <laughs> what happened to her. <laughs> But I'm really happy we're talking about this in this episode instead of the last one because I was really hyped because of the fights. But I'm having to talk about them. I wanted to talk about them so bad. But uh, yeah, the allegations of Mike Perry are really serious. And um, I believe him. I believe uh, what she said. I don't, I'm, it just all makes sense. Her reasonings too of why she didn't disclose the information when she tried to get a restraining order just all makes sense uh i don't want to dive too much into the details because it's really sensitive if, if you do i don't mind I'll, I'll talk about it too but i don't I don't want to lead with it myself like i said i don't i don't really mind talking about it i just don't want to do it um but um well i mean it's just bothersome because i like mike perry and i do believe the allegations uh and just because they make sense and i think it's wrong and i think if um mike perry is making any actions of what he says to be true. Uh, I want him to be better, a better person. And I'm rooting for the guy. I'm still a fan of his. I wouldn't want him to be uh, distraught because of a couple of mistakes he did or. I mean, that was a pretty, that's help. a pretty big fucking mistake. Yeah. Of what, no, of what he got accused of. He fucking broke a rib. Yeah. Like cracked a rib. Yeah. But, um, uh, no man, I just hope that, uh, he gets help, the help he needs if that's true. And I hope, Something like that never occurs again in any of his future relationships or current relationship. Hashtag Nation. Speaking of his relationship, but um, Darren Till needs to fuck him up. But Darren Till could fuck him up for sure. But no, man, I feel for the guy, and more importantly, I feel for her. I don't. I just feel bad. I feel really bad because it all sounds really true, and uh, I'm a fan of the guy, so it just makes me sad. It makes me feel bad. It makes me feel disappointed about it in general. I'm a fan of both of them. You know, and I, I was a fan of both of them together. So yeah. it's kind of tough to hear and uh, sad, mean, sad for sure. She uh, she alleged, you know, that it could be CTE, you know. It could be a number of things, man. It could, it could be, be alcoholism. It could be maybe even things that no. weren't brought to attention like drug use or anything. It could be uh, depression from losing. It could be anger from losing. It could be a, an abundance of things. But the point is, it's just wrong. And whatever it is, I hope. He, the help he's getting for his alcohol help has helped with any anger issues he's having like he posted right the thing that scared me was one of his hashtags and i'm a big mike perry fan i'm, I'm obviously 
probably backing him up more than I should be in all fairness, based on, you know, the court of the public opinion, probably backing him up more than I should be. But um, one of the things that scared me the most was in his post in a, you know, quote unquote, answering to it, not directly, but, you know, um, you know, subliminally was one of the hashtags in his post was uh, before I go, I'll make, I'll make hell on this earth or something along those lines. And that's just like scary, especially with somebody like as kind of wild as Mike Perry. I kind of took that as like, what are you going to do? Like cause a bunch of violence, like murder somebody, murder a bunch of people. Honestly, I'm not trying to sound like too extreme, but that's how I took it with somebody like that. And then you never know with these fighters with CTE and shit like that. I'm not trying to have any disrespect towards Mike Perry. I'm a big fan of yours, man. If you somehow wildly listen to this show, which I doubt would ever happen, but I'm a big fan of the guy. And, uh, I don't know. Something like that was just scary to hear. Well, the only reason I brought up uh, CTE when Mike Perry is because, and again, you know, it's it's hard to talk about these things without trying to, like, you know, sound like you're jumping on, throwing more shit at someone's name. But same thing happened with, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, the dude who got hit by, <laughs> this sounds really bad, but the guy that got hit by a train, uh, Matt, Matt Hughes. Uh, Matt Hughes. Oh, with know? his wife? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, who knows, you know, what happens behind closed doors. But throughout his entire life, yeah, up Matt- until that moment, we never heard any issues of you know all that matt's response yeah we never heard of any issues matt's response to that was so much better than mike perry's and we've already seen that video of mike perry with his girlfriend current girlfriend before she was like announced to be pregnant in texas after their fight when he knocked out those yeah knocked out that old guy and then apparently before they even started recording he had like pushed or hit this other girl in the restaurant cool. allegedly Allegedly, yeah, like, and like I said, I'm not and trying if, to throw and any if shit I already believe, if I already believe what his ex, his ex-wife, is saying and his mother's fears, I mean, yeah. I believe that story in the restaurant too. I yeah. really do. So, so it's very possible Mike Perry's just, just a woman beater, or just a violent person, not a not a woman beater, but, I but mean, maybe a violent. Hold on, not you. It's just like maybe just a, a violent person to put it in more I of mean, a light light terms. I mean, yeah, if he's also a woman beater, that's even worse. But hopefully it's more just he's a violent person with some anger problems. Because then that's, I feel like that's an easier problem to fix. But, I mean, saying, I have no he, idea. saying he's a violent person, I mean, that's literally everyone in the U.S. saying everyone's violent. Yeah, but so you hear a lot that these guys Danielle, are the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, but, you know what I mean? Danielle, his uh, ex-wife already said that he knocked out another chick. I don't know if you listened to her. Uh, I didn't hear inter- that. Her interview. Because uh, that, you know, the whole night that led up to her, you know, allegedly, this is all alleged, you know, but I think me and Joseph both believe that this, they're true, the allegations, you know. Mike Perry just seems to fit the type. He has anger issues, a short fuse. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, apparently, you know, uh, in the interview that, uh, you know, she did with MMA Junkie, uh, Danielle said that, uh, that, you know, they went to a friend's house or uh they went out drinking to a bar, whatever, and some chick poured a drink on Mike Perry's head, you know, because, you know, shit started happening. And but apparently Mike Perry just straight up gave her the left hook and, like, knocked her out of the bar stool and, you know, floored her. That was from Danielle? Yeah. That's from her being I didn't hear there. That. That's from her being there and eyewitness, you know, like, her eyewitness That's that, Dude, that story from, uh, I don't know if you heard the story when the Texas bar, what he did to a, a female person there, 
was awfully similar. Like, I don't remember the verbatim yeah, that's, details, that's but when I'm you're saying, saying it like, to me, it's like awfully, awfully similar. So, like, Mike, Mike, these allegations sound believable, man. And me, maybe it's just me being a fan, and maybe, like I said, defending it's, it's him hard, more than I should. It's hard because we like the guy, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, maybe I'm defending him more than I should be as far as the court of public opinion goes. But, but I, hope he's, fire, dude. I hope it's more that he's a violent person and not just uh, I mean, an overconfident woman beater. He's, to be honest, not he's awfully only violent towards women. Yeah, seems like I don't see him you don't hear him fighting guys other than that old dude. But he did warn that guy, "Don't touch me, don't." And well, then that dude came that guy, out of him. And, and that guy's, def- you know, in my crazy defense, with that old guy. Yeah, that, that, that guy, guy came up to him. Yeah, that guy, and he threw a punch. Yeah, so he literally tried to do something, and Mike just laid, re- respectively, so laid him out. I mean, so like defend yourself. He defended at all himself. Times. Yeah, he defended 100%. himself. He, he didn't even overdo himself. it. He just yeah. hit him and literally was like, I told you, I told you, and then got away. Like, it is what it is, but I don't know, man. I hope he gets the help he needs. I hope nothing like this happens again. I mean, they, that's what I really in the hope. post-conference, they asked Dana White about it. I wouldn't say he didn't seem to care, but I think he's more in the more in line with the law. More and the law, and prove. I think I think he wants proof. You yeah, like I mean? well, you can actually prove. Well, you withheld the information. Sorry, I that's yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say he was dismissive, dismissive of it. Because, I mean, he obviously, if, you know, someone in your company. I think Dana, Dana's numb to shit like this. I mean, it's hard. I mean, the UFC has such a huge roster, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of shit we don't even hear about that gets brought to his attention. He's like, dude, we've probably heard a little bit about this and Mike Perry's help that has been organized through the UFC, the, like, yeah. the treatments and stuff. So he's probably like, dude, whatever. Like, we're already trying. He's like, and if it's no, no, not to be shitty, but he's probably thinking it's, I don't have the proof because you didn't do the proof. You right. didn't submit it. You know what I mean? Also, so, she, I mean, I'm not taking not Mike Perry. Not to I'm blame not, a victim, but yeah, you didn't submit. I'm not, I'm not taking Mike Perry's side. I, my heart full hardly goes out to uh, Danielle. I believe her. Like I Diamond said, D, like, however yeah. she wants to call herself. Like we said, we believe her. But so. she did wait a long time to bring this shit forward. Yeah, man. And it's odd that she didn't bring it forward until the pregnancy was announced on social media. That's mm-hmm. shitty to say, but it is what it is, man. And I, think, I still believe the allegations fully. It's I mean, just, I, yeah, I believe her, but I mean, I think it's shitty the timing. Her timing and uh, you know what though, it's, you don't you, it, you don't know shitty. what's going on with somebody like that though, either in their mental state and when they feel comfortable bringing it up. And even if it is like, I mean, I hate to say it, but even if it is spite that brings it out of her, that's what made her comfortable to bring these allegations to light, which I feel like is important. Mm, I mean, especially if he has a history of doing something like this. Even his current wife, whatever, baby mama, has seen something like this go down in that I mean, restaurant. Obviously, obviously. So, she... so I feel like it's just good that she got the whole story and like knowing the extent of maybe that of a of an alleged beating that he put on Danielle. You know what I mean? So right. it's just good that these allegations were brought to light, so she can be her, safe herself, or maybe get Mike Perry the help that she needs or he needs. Because I do like I, I think I'm pretty sure you said this when we started. Because I, I do think she was trying to protect Mike. And I, if. Yeah, like all her reasoning yeah, just made sense. And if, you know, not that that ex- is a good excuse for Mike. But I mean, if she. I just feel like she waited too long. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, now all this does is, you know, just throw shit on Mike's name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to the mass majority of the internet. Well, yeah. She, Worst she, case she, scenario, it throws shit on his name. It makes the, the internet kind of hate him. Best case scenario, though, like I was saying, it um, can get him more help 
bring more attention to the to light of some problems that he might have with it and then his current girlfriend can you know maybe even acknowledge it or just get him any, anything further he might need or like i said be more alert for herself and check out earlier if she needs to like out of that relationship I mean, you, which is good i don't know man i have no idea i don't i, I mean yeah i don't really I mean, know how it, to react it feels to weird it. talking about i mean yeah you know gossip essentially yeah really uh he's a fighter we, we do mostly talk about fights but uh speaking of that division we just had the biggest fight announced in that which is uh leon edwards and comes up i think it's gonna be uh literally the biggest news in that division yeah since the title fight or tyron woodley a long time i think this is uh very very i think it's a winnable fight for edwards but i think it's a very dangerous fight for him dude if he wins but either guy's fighting for the belt we just had gilbert burns is gonna fight kamara usman so the either guy's Wait, the winner that's gonna on. fight the winner. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but since they announced this fight, do you think the Colby and Usman fight fell through, or uh, Colby and Mazadov? Because they were trying to target. Uh, no, I think Mazda. it's gonna be early next year. Because no, I know. Well, I mean, not, I don't. I don't know shit. I'm not involved with the company, but I know that they were trying to uh, have it this December. Right. No, I think it'll be January, February. You think they try to make it uh, international fight week card? July? Yeah. No. I'm trying to keep the ball rolling. Because, I mean... I think it'll be at the latest March, dude. Because, I, I mean, think I'm thinking more February for that. Part. 100%. Uh, I do believe the only draw out of them two is Mazadal. So it's going to come to... No, I totally disagree. What do you mean draw? Like, people tune in to watch fight? Yeah. No, people tune in to watch say- Colby lose. Are you saying Colby is the biggest star as Mazadal? I'm saying he's a star. I'm saying I'm not. I'm not saying he's a big star. I'm saying he's a star. People tune into his uh, to his uh, embeddeds, like when they, he's the when he's the yeah, thumbnail, like they do Khabib. The Khabib thumbnails get more views than the other thumb, like fighter thumbnails when it's embedded. Mm-hmm. Like people tune in more to uh, well, Kobe's interviews than the champs' interviews. Well, like maybe, Kobe's a star, dude. Well. For sure. Well, do you think they try to make a card around that, or do you think that they just? Yeah, they want that as a main event. I mean, obviously, obviously, it's going to be a main event. I'm just saying, do you think they try to throw a good card around it, or is it going to be a fight night? Um, I think it'll be a fight night. It makes sense, right? Yeah, it'll be a fight night main event. Or Ariel said that they were thinking about doing a special rules co-main event or something like that. Like, so it'd be five rounds. It sounds stupid. It sounds stupid. I was gonna say unless you try to make it a co-main to you know terrify to someone. That's what it was. That's what the rumor was. No. I don't know. I don't like that idea. I think it should be its own headliner. It deserves to be a headline. It deserves to be a five-round fight for sure. Yeah. If it can't work as a headline, I want a five-round fight. That special rules thing, I'd take it. But I'd rather see a headliner five-round fight. But I mean, yeah. Who do you, who do you, I mean? I think we both know who we're going to pick, but who do you think wins? I think Colby wins. Uh, you really think Mazadal wins? Don't, don't go with your heart. I think I think you're underestimating how good Mazadal's takedown defense is, especially after how he looked against Usman on short notice. Usman didn't really try to take him down too much. But when he did, he couldn't. Colby takes down a lot more, though. 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going off their last performances. Right. I'm not when you could be, but I think Maz, I think Colby knows how to take George down. And I'm sure, I'm sure Mazda knows uh, Colby's antics too. I'm sure Maybe. he knows his uh, his ticks. His I just signs. Think, so you think George wins? I think it's a competitive fight. I'll put it that way. I don't think. I think it's, it's competitive. I don't think it's going to be a wash. I don't think either of them is going to get the upper hand. I will say this: if anyone gets finished, I do think it's Colby, not Masvidal. Masvidal's never been finished, so you're probably right. So I think this fight's going to go off five rounds. If I think Colby finished. wins. I think Masvidal wins, but I mean that's a very five rounds. Masvidal wins. You could convince me he's a five round lose. decision. If you tried, you could convince me, but I'm picking Masvidal to win. <laughs> you know, if you tried, you could convince yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But so I, you're going with your heart. Uh, I wouldn't say heart. I just think, like I said, I don't think. Uh, I don't. I'm not saying you specifically. I'm. I'm just speaking abroad. I think a lot of people underestimate how good his defense is for takedowns. Anyway. Yeah. No, he's got good takedown defense for sure. But uh, he's not a better striker than Colby, or Colby's, Colby's not a better striker yeah, I was like, than huh? Masvidal. No. You could say he's not. You could argue he has a better uh, pace, bigger output, but. I mean, it's obvious Masvidal hits hard. He's established that. Masvidal has the gas tank to go five rounds. Right. And he also Colby will hands. put on better pace, though. For and sure. The, and he has the hands. He has the hands to stop Colby early, which Col- is Colby's biggest threat. Masvidal has, all, I would say, has a better He better can finish the set. fight in the first two. If yeah. not, it's a runaway from 3-4-5 with Colby. Like I said, and I think Colby finishes it there. I don't think it took very much to convince you. He's now on my side. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think Mazda. I think Mazda has a really good chance. After two, I give it three, four, five. Because boom, boom, boom. All it takes is one shot, man. Well, and then the winner of that fights the winner of Burns and Usman. I think no, Burns, wins. Burns and Usman's gonna get the winner of Leon and Kamzat for sure. You think so? Hundred percent. Do you think they make the winner of? Uh... Cosma and uh, Edwards fight the winner of Kobe and Masvidal. It would be too long. Kamzat wants to fight all the time. These mean? other guys don't. They're pussies. They don't want to be smished. It's because they're worth millions. And he's not. It's sure they're worth millions and he's not. Um, no, I think that that's going to be the title fight for sure. So the win- do you think the winner? Especially or- if he oh, if, if it's on. a dominant win on either side. The, do you think, the winner of that will get a title really fight. Do you think Edwards gets a title shot? Title shot, excuse me, if he wins. If it's a dominant win. Did you say he Yeah, wins? I think he does. I think he does. I think he does no matter what. If he wins, if he has an ugly win, I still think he gets a title shot. You think so? Unless it's a robbery. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't like if it. it's a win, but it's a robbery, then no. He hasn't gotten a title shot yet. I know, that's why I said, but if he wins and it's ugly, but it's a win, yeah, I think he still gets his title shot. I think he's paid his dues. I think he's waited long enough. I think stepping in for this fight after being threatened mafia style, in my opinion. But it's but, his uh, fault, though. We were no, discussed understand. this. It's his fault that you know they pulled him from the ranking. Yeah, we discussed this off air, but it is his fault. But because I mean, look and at, I did say mafia style, but uh, but yeah, dude, I think he's paid his dues. I think he's done enough. I mean, look at what Woodley did. Woodley waited for his fight and he won the belt, though. But he did wait for his fight against against Robbie. But it's fair to say at that he waited time, like Woodley two years. Was a bigger name. Definitely, hundred percent. Woodley was a big, big name on the rise. Leon Edwards has not gained any traction. No, if anything, base. he's hurt himself even more. Hurt himself even more. One hundred percent agree. 
But I'm just saying, I think no matter what, unless his win is a robbery, like a legit judged robbery, he's going to get a title shot no matter what. I, I think so. I think don't. I don't you think, disagree? I don't think Edward gets a title shot. I really don't. Even if it's a dominant performance, like he knocks him out, it'd have to be something super flashy. Because I don't like a Showtime kick or something. Something I don't know. Okay, I'm just yeah, I understand. He just like a flashy knockout. Yeah, but uh, I don't think I don't think the UFC wants Edwards as a champ. I don't think they mind. I think Edwards wouldn't mind. I just don't think he wants to fight more contenders. But uh, I don't I, think he's going to be difficult to work with, like Woodley. No, I don't think anyone will ever be as difficult to work with as Woodley. You know, going off Dana's. Uh, you know, accusations of him being the most difficult, but I, I do think that they don't want. I don't. I don't think they see the market value in uh, Edwards. If that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I do, mean, but I do think if Cosmo wins, he gets an immediate title shot. Uh, immediate. I mean, I, I agree with that does. part at least. But I think they both get an immediate shot. I still, need, I still need some win or lose immediate shot for both. Of them. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I really do think both of them get an immediate shot. Um, I don't know. I like Hamza. You like him? I mean, he's performing. That's that's the name of this game, right? No, I just like that he's at Fight Island, living it up, but also cornering people, training with people, rubbing elbows. But uh, one more thing before we move on from Edwards, what what do you think about uh, the shit that Ariel Halani essentially put out there? That he uh, turned down fights from uh, one of my other favorite fighters, Stephen Boy Thompson, Usman, Gilbert, Woodley. That's why I said he he did this to himself. He put that out on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, that's uh per uh, Ariel Halani's uh, you know, journalistic uh, insight. Yeah. He, I'm sure he knows some shit, you know, that he's not throwing out there. But you know, he threw. Sorry, we just had a quad drive by in the middle of it. <laughs> Only in Arizona, but um, he threw it because you know he threw it. Ariel threw that threw that out there on his Twitter, and I don't think Ariel would throw it out there if it's not true, you know. Right. Because he did. He turned down at least five fights. Five. At least, if going off you know vague memory of uh, his tweet or whatever it was, but he did turn down uh, at least four or five fights. My boy Stephen Boy want uh, Thompson, Usman. Gilbert and I think even Woodley at one point. There could be another one. I, oh, I think he turned down a. Oh, like coming back for the Woodley one again? Yeah, because he was calling out Woodley forever. So I don't know. I just think it's uh, interesting, you know, because Edwards, you know, I mean, everyone in the sport now talks a big sh- talks but what, a big game. So not to be rude, but like, what's your point in him turning down the fights, though? No, because you brought up, you know, that they did it, you know, mafia style, as you said. Yeah, I just feel like it was he's, fucked. But like, he's been gone for two years. Excuse my language. I'm trying he's not been to gone pass. For two years, though. Two yeah. years inactive, not taking fights, not fighting contenders, and not keeping his name in the media. I mean, what do you want? What do you want? He's not. He's not a name. He's not a household name. No, I understand. I just, I don't know, man. Because, you know, right now, everyone's like, oh, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're just, I mean, to an extent they are. They're trying to build up Hazmat, you know, and like pretty much fucking straight beamline him to a title shot. And they're trying to sacrifice uh, Edwards. But, I mean, Edwards put himself in this shady position. That's why I said I think it's a winnable fight for him, but it's going to be very, very dangerous. Because it's proved, uh, Hazmat has proven he has power. 
And there's no doubt that uh, Hezmat could out-wrestle him whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. I just think it's... Uh, I don't know if Hamzat can out-wrestle. Leon's a good wrestler. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see, right? Yeah. Uh, Hamzat's that, obviously a big dude if he can bounce from 185 to 170. A strong dude if he could bounce between Strong those. for sure. So, for sure strong. Who knows about big? But definitely strong. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I think Leon's, like I said, I think he's deserving, man. I, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, he, he's what, on like a 12-fight win streak? He's, yeah. I just think, like, well, whatever it is. I just, like I said, I just think he's uh, paid his dues. I mean, go go tell that shit to Tony Ferguson, right? Mm-hmm. Look at what happened to him. Motherfucker cleared out. I swear to God, we talk about Tony so much. But he cleared out division after all the way up to the top until, you know. Him and Habib both kind of did. Like, just, you know what I mean? Their timeline was almost identical. They were just climbing up next to each other. Yeah. And then clearing out the lightweight division, the, the sad suckers. <laughs> I just had to deal yeah. with two, two gods of MMA that never got to fight each other, unfortunately. But literally... Just like two little gods of MMA just tearing through that division one by one. Yeah. It's crazy, huh? <laughs> and so, I don't know, because you keep saying, you know, paid his dues. I mean, so did Tony, and he still got treated like shit. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Edwards gets an immediate title shot. Yeah. So, that that's for that's it. That's my, not my thought well, they on said, Edwards. Well, they also removed, according to Ariel Hawani, they removed Nathan Diaz from the rankings when he was turning down fights a lot. Yeah, but I'm not surprised about point. Nate. Any of the Diaz brothers, I'm not surprised about. And then, um, but they, I guess he turned down the the Chimaya fight after the Woodley fight fell through. The next offer came in short to fight, uh, came, in, came on short notice to fight Usman in July, turned that down. Then Covington, when Woodley fight was iffy. Then Jeff Neal. Then Kamza on twelve nineteen. Edwards didn't agree, so he didn't necessarily turn him down. He just probably ignored the offers. Maybe sounds like he fucking turned him down. Yeah, just like how Dana said the other day when Dana said mafia style. <laughs> like how I'm gonna probably coin now uh, with Dustin Poirier about the Tony Ferguson fight is there's many ways to negotiate yourself out of a fight. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so. Yeah, he like, turned him down. Yeah, he, he turned, turned him down, down dude. No. You're trying to be polite about it, but he fucking turned him down. Yeah. You could say he ignored him or whatever, but he turned him down. One thing day. I'm not really polite about is uh, Frank, our, our old friend Frank, he mentioned, he used to mention, I don't know, I haven't heard him say it in a long time, is that Habib missed weight in the Tony Ferguson uh, fight when he went to the hospital for liver issues or kidney issues. Habib's never missed weight. Like, technically speaking. Technically speaking. Yeah, he's I mean, never stepped on the scale and missed weight yeah, ever I mean, in a competition. So I just thought that was, like, ridiculous to even, like, say. I was like, because just, like I said, Habib's never missed weight. He's never stepped on the scale and missed weight. Right. He fell off that card because he was, like, shutting down while cutting weight. Which I think is not. I don't, Personally, I, I don't know. I don't think of that as, like, a loophole. I just literally think of, like, a medical issue and he didn't make it to the fight. Yeah. Right? Or do you well, consider that like what Frank was saying and that's missing weight? No, I mean, that's what happened with Henry Burrell, right? When he was supposed to fight, uh, I think it was TJ Dillashaw, right? The first time? Or was yeah. it Aldo? I, don't, I can't remember, but he passed out and he hit his head because he was cutting weight. Yeah. 
I mean, so, but I mean, Renan's missed weight, but that's but no, that's a different scenario. Oh, Renan's like well, I said, well, Khabib's never stepped on the scale and missed weight. That's well, my point. Near the head of that fight, but, that fight, but he I mean he had that. I don't know I was getting off topic. Renan's missed weight in other fights. Yeah, but I but, mean, yeah, I mean, you, you can look at it however you want. Some people look at that as a loophole. Maybe they try. I mean, I'll take the devil's advocate side. You know, maybe the maybe his team's like, fuck it, dude, just go to the hospital so they don't say you missed weight. You know? Do you think so? Who knows? I mean, it's he's a beat, right? He, no, he, I mean maybe his team, but never him. Yeah, that's why I said it. Yeah, I said he's Habib. Yeah, you know? yeah, I was like I mean, never him. Probably keep in, his team. Keep in mind, there's something. Because remember when there's that story when he missed weight. The, this this is the same story, so it's it's in there. But when he was at the hospital, they said he was trying. They were trying to stick him with IVs for like ten to thirty minutes, and he kept telling him no and like pushing him off of him. Apparently, remember because he was like. To like rehydrate him because he was already like all fucked up, apparently, essentially. Yeah, but keep in mind because uh, I don't think this, I think this is another thing that's not really brought up with Habib, you know, because you see so dominant. Right. Habib's, everything Habib has built around him was all one one loss away from getting taken away from him throughout his whole career. You know what I mean? Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. He's only one loss away from, you know, losing all his like name value. Habib? Yeah. It never happened. I mean, that's, no, not, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Like, the point is, like, he was always one loss away. Yeah. So, say, if he went on there and missed because weight. Because, kind of, unfortunately, his gimmick was... Being undefeated. Being undefeated. Yeah, that's all he offered. Well, I, I mean, mean other than being super dominant to super... go or whatever of the lightweight division, but part of his biggest gimmick was being undefeated. That's what I'm saying. That's why all his name value, all his assets were tied to... Or could be taken away from one loss. Yeah. That's why I said, if he were... You know, this is me just taking, I'm thinking way into conspiracy theory right here. But I'm saying if he was to miss weight or he knew he was going to miss weight, I'm saying his team could have just said, hey, dude, fuck, go to the hospital. To not hurt your legacy at all? Yes. Right. I mean, super conspiracy, but I mean. So at the end of the day, though, you you would agree, though, and say Habib's never missed weight? Yeah. That's what I was assigned to. I was like, But, you know, I think I brought up a good point. I think, you know, I think it's also cool that. Habib handled all this pressure. I'm sure he thought about it too. He's only one loss away from losing all his value. Dude, I, yeah, he he acknowledges it for sure. He talks about his legacy all the time. So I think I think that's another cool thing that uh, I don't think is really brought up ever. Yeah, man. The guy's yeah. Some, that guy's something else. Honestly, yeah. he's a different animal. I mean, I think he's got way more pressure than guys like Tony and you know George St. Pierre. They have losses on their record. They already have one. Right. Even John Jones, even though we all know, even though he knows he's undefeated, he still has one. So it's probably a little bit easier. He's also a fucking cheater. Yeah, I'm just saying though, but having I that know. one, you know? No, then I mean, instead of having that zero. Does that make sense? Yeah. Pro- I have no idea. I'm sure you have no idea, but I'm saying it's probably a little easier. Because I'm sure I'm sure fighters look at their rankings from time yeah. to time or their records, you know what I mean? I'm sure or, Habib talked about it till the end. You know? I know, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I'm sure seeing a number next to their in the lost column fucks with people after a while. Yeah. So, but I the only point I was trying to make, you know, about the conspiracy is they're probably just trying to protect him. But I don't think he's ever missed weight. Right. But I do think he fought with a lot of pressure, and I think he knew and his team knew that he was only one fight fight away from losing all his value. Because then he would have just been another good wrestler, right? No, that's fair. But congrats, Habib. You retired undefeated in the UFC, 13-0, 29-0, 3-0. Yeah. 
about your health over here. You deserve it, bud. I hope you never come back. I hope you get fat and lazy. Enjoys being with your family. You don't know shit to the sport. You don't know shit to the fans. So yeah, please don't come back like some of the other fighters. I don't think we'll ever see Habib again. I know. I'm just saying. I feel like we already discussed Habib at a good length in our previous episode. But, you know, it's hard not to bring him up when the guy just retired. And he just put on such a another dominant. Uh, I wouldn't say dominant, but another. I'd good, say dominant. I'd say good performance. I would say dominant. No, I just think he was like figuring him out, and honestly, wearing Justin down. I think Justin wore wore Justin down. Well, yeah, from running away the whole time, and I'm not meaning running away in a bad way. He was just trying to I mean, avoid. He was just backpedaling. Yeah, like avoid. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So that's uh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty weird thinking about not seeing a V fight. I know, right? I just can't get over it. That we'll never, we're not going to see him fight anymore. I mean, we said this ad nauseum. I mean, he doesn't have to. He's being the only reason he would fight is to fight Tony. That's the only person left. But I mean, I don't think he wants to fight Tony. And he's, and like you say, I don't think he has to. You know, Habib. Yeah. No. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't. Then, like, I mean, you said it yourself. He doesn't owe anybody anything. He, they both, they both don't owe it each other that fight. To right. be real, I think. I mean, they both tried many times. It just wasn't meant to be, unfortunately, man. Yeah, just a cursed MMA fight. Yeah, it is what it is. Dude. I think. I mean, I think both of them, in my opinion. I mean, it may not be your opinion or the majority's popular, the MMA community's opinion, but I think they both. Have done enough to be considered goats, in my opinion. Because I mean, I, I still think Habib's career was a little bit easier than Tony's, just because he was so inactive. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he still every time he fought, he performed. So I mean, I don't know how much easier it is, but he did go longer without fighting, while Tony was fighting. What was it? It was round year. two, right? What? The finish? Round yeah, round two. Yeah, it was round two, a minute thirty-four. Yeah, yeah, UFC, uh, let's transition a little bit. Let's get away from UFC, but also staying with UFC. Um, yeah, UFC 4, the video game, um, picked uh, Habib to win by submission, a choke, a rear naked in uh, round three. Close? I mean, except that top mount triangle was way more badass. Yeah, I mean, well, we saw in the, in the, during the live fight that bookie or whatever. Yeah. Someone put down uh, 1400 bucks, 145 because they bet to uh, get him with a submission. I said he would submit him. I said second or fourth. Yeah. Like I said, it was, it was a very safe It was a very safe bet. I mean. You think so? Yeah. I thought it was a good call out by me, man. No credit? It was a safe bet. That's usually no what Habib does either. My best friend gives me no credit. Either ground my best friend's people. podcast. <laughs> either ground and pounds people or <laughs> he submits them. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's it. What do you think of that UFC game? Um, fuck the ads that they're trying to implement. But I mean, those are gone. No more ads. Still, you're on the train to fuck the ads. Fuck the ads. Okay. Fuck them. Fuck ads in every game. Do you see that shit they pulled in uh, NBA 2K1? No, I don't even. They put unskippable ads in the game. That's been on there for a while. No, no, no. Swear. No, this no, because they brought it in. I think like 
NBA 2K19 or 20. Yeah, there was one. What, they did it, and then they took them out, but now they're re-implementing them. They and, have, like, the Sprite halftime show. It's unskippable. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. And I think that's fucking garbage, dude. I really I agree. Do. But, um... Because me... Uh, personally, I liked some of the advertisements in no, UFC. I, I don't like any of it. None I, of them were invasive, like the fans were saying. And yeah. I really liked the octagon change because it felt more realistic to me. And it just felt like there was more relevance to, uh, like, day stuff or popular culture stuff that was going on and i like that i like that because it made it feel more realistic to me because we see stuff like that happening in the ufc and the ads like that happening in the ufc if anything they were shorter than the advertisements that we watch in the ufc yeah but then it comes down to ethics like you give them an inch they're gonna fucking take a mile dude no i you're you're making a, a point i cannot disagree with at all right full now. disclosure me and joseph have been like lifetime lifetime gamers too so yeah, I mean, that's definitely a fair point. You give them an inch, they're going to take a mile with that. I was just saying myself, as but a I mean, UFC fan, as just a UFC fan playing a game that I really do enjoy, even though I pretty much suck at it right now, is that um, I like the ads because it felt more realistic to me. Yeah, but you have ads all over the octagon. You got the toil tires, you got the body armor. Yeah, but that's what I liked about... It was only one ad on just a full disclosure for the audience listening. It was a uh, ad for the uh, Amazon show called The Boys. And um, it was a flash advertisement across the screen that was like two to three seconds. And then it was an Octagon Center logo change to The Boys logo. Oh, no, and then it would pop up too over the, the name or the where they have the times and the names. It would mm-hmm. pop up too, like The Boys, Catch It On, whatever. Oh, it really? That's pretty cool. I didn't even notice that. So, yeah, but, but um, like, like I said, it, it's look like in my opinion, I think all sports games like FIFA, Madden, NBA, they're gone. They belong to EA and all the microtransactions. Dude, their whole background is advertisements. But I'm saying their courts we, and we've essentially and lost. Yeah, those. And in my opinion, I think UFC. But but all those ads aren't intrusive. That's what I'm saying. It's annoying. NBA has unskippable ads. NBA is no, but I meant FIFA though. Those ones because they're off the field behind yeah, you. But they monetize uh, Ultimate Team. Right. I was just saying that they make it feel a little bit more realistic. No, I don't like them. I don't agree with them. I don't support them. I don't ever want them. So ever. when they have, hold on, let me finish my thought. I think UFC four or UFC in general, the sports games. I think they're the, like the last holdout, and I and I think the only reason that they got them out so quick is because it. The fans no. jumped so fast. That and I don't think the community is that big in that in that game or in the yeah the USC games. Right. So it's so, all hardcore. So it's pretty much only people that genuinely love the game and, or the sport, I should say. Right. Either or. So. No, that's fair. Um, oh, just to awesome. wrap this up, do you think that if advertisements are supposed to stay in video games? That they should be, you know, like, no, like where there's games that have advertisements where it's like, you know, suitable. Do you think they should be fictional advertisements then? So they're not bothersome? No, I don't want any ads. I'm already paying for the game. No, I know, but I'm saying, but where it's suitable. Like maybe you're watching a a character watch TV or flipping through the channels or something. that's part of the game. So would that advertisement, yeah, exactly. Would that advertisement be... A fictional advertisement, or would you? Would it bother you if he was slipping through the channels and he was like, "There's a sprite." There's yeah, a cup. that would like, fucking bother me. It would bother you. Yeah. So if it was, it, you'd rather it be like a Nuka Cola, for example, like yeah, Fallout, because then, then like a Nuka Cola commercial. Yeah, because then I'll put it this way: if, say, it's also part of the game. Say, said no, but or say, a fictional world. 
well, now they're now the game developers are designing it for you to sit down and watch the game so you can see the ad, right? Yeah. See, slippery slope. Even if it's just a second or two of a sprite yep. logo, they snuck it any, in there. I don't want any yeah. fucking ads. You'd rather have a second or two of, for like again, for example, yeah, a new Coca Cola. Yeah, just shit that isn't real. Shit yeah. that I don't need to get forced to sit down, you know, in this little. Yeah, to scenario. play devil's advocate, Nuka Cola is real now. Of course, our, somebody from our audience might point that out. But yeah, fictional drink, fictional advertisement, something like that. Um, but, uh, do you think UFC 4 will show a vast improvement on the next-gen console? No. No? No. It's going to run faster, but it won't be very See, and then that's the other great. thing too, right? With the PlayStation and Xbox, they're all, you know, theorizing, oh, well, games are getting more expensive to make now, which is... I think it's total bullshit because you know how much fucking money they make off just microtransactions, selling season passes, cosmetics, all that shit. Yeah, everybody's wearing cosmetics that cost money in UFC dude. games. That's what I'm saying. So they're like, oh, it's more expensive to make. So now we're going to charge set, charging you $70. Yeah, microtransactions are taking over the video game they, market. No, for they're, sure. they're, they're not taking over. They took over. It's, we lost that battle. Just like already. Ready Player One? Yeah, we <laughs> lost that battle already. So it's like you're not only charging me sixty, but now you're gonna increase the base value from sixty to seventy. Then on top of that, you already lock off a majority of you know extra additional content behind. Has that been confirmed? Video games pretty will much. be seventy. Yeah, PlayStation said yeah. I think uh, the Miles Morales Spider Man seventy bucks. I think you're right. But uh, so it's like you already, and then like everything has a special edition, a deluxe edition, a legendary edition, a year one edition. And on top of that, they still have season passes for, like, you know, Apex Legends. Again, we both, like, they have season passes, you know, but it's it's harder it's harder for me to talk shit about that because it's a free-to-play game, right? Yeah. So it's like... No, for games like that, it makes sense. Right? So you, Season you know, you passes and stuff makes sense. You can't talk too much shit, but... Developers got to get paid somehow. Yeah, they got to make their money somehow. Like that. That's why I don't give Apex too much of a... Yeah, even advertisements want to be that bad in a game like that. All advertisements are bad. I'd well, rather just. Well, I'm just saying, if they were in game, like they have billboards around that game, so it wouldn't be that big of a deal yeah, to me because there's no real cutscenes. So for me, it wouldn't be that big of a deal because you're no, way just... more focused on gaming than whatever that billboard's saying. It's slippery slope, dude. Like Fortnite does ads, but they I call them collaborations. Fortnite, yeah, but I don't play Fortnite, so. No, I'm just saying. And you gotta you gotta keep in mind. But, but do you think calling is... them collaborations is getting them less hate and more success? Because they're having Marvel collaborations, John Wick collaborations, that's, that's, Jordan collaborations. I wouldn't but say those that's, are ads. I wouldn't say that's necessarily an ad because they're adding shit to the game. Right. You know what I mean? So an it is ad, more of a collaboration. Yeah. They're like, hey, just your like, your product is coming into our game, not just yeah. an advertisement. To push you can go on to Fortnite right now and play as Keanu Reeves. You so it's I mean? both, right? It's I both guess. an advertisement and actual content? Yeah, I guess you can, but I mean... Right. That's but, a real fine line that they're walking, huh? Yeah. They're pulling it off, I though. Mean, you just broke it down in a way that pulls it off for me. Because they're adding, like I said, they're adding to the game. I mean, you can go on there and play as Aquaman, Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Is Fortnite the greatest game of all time? That or Minecraft. Or GTA 5 or whatever? Uh, GTA 5 is probably one of the most successful games of all time. Well, all three of those games are on that list as either greatest and most successful. I think GTA 5 has fucking pulled in way more money than Fortnite has. No way. There's no way. Google it real quick. We can Google it real quick. Why do you think that? 
Could I just based on their whole online revenue? Because yeah. you have to pay for everything in GTA, dude. There's nothing that you could really get for free. You you've played GTA more frequently than I have. I put down the controller in GTA once. I realized how much of a grind that's been. Right. And you know, there's people. I mean, dude, they're already promoting GTA Five as a, a next fucking port for PlayStation Five. Hey, if you play every month all the way up until the release. We'll give you a million dollars on PlayStation 5. Fortnite earned more money than any game in history in 2018. How much in one that? year, 2.4 billion. Look up overall, not just a year, like to date. I looked up revenue and I'm not finding anything, but the other one just said. Well, what, anyway, because I, I know at one made. point GTA 5 was like the most successful product ever sold, ever. Yeah. Ever. And so that just the most means- profitable single media product of all time with its with an estimated six billion in revenue since its October thirteenth, which is so that ju- that's just saying the sixty bucks up front, right? That's not even including the microtransactions, or is it? No, it is. It's just the total revenue of the game. Well, the either way, generated. my my point on the games, we already lost a battle to uh, microtransactions. I don't believe in ads. If the game started getting, if ads start being in it. Normalizing games, I'll probably stop gaming. That's the hardcore fact. That or I'll just stick to the games I already have that don't require internet connections. Or ones that you have super interest in that have minimal ads if you wanted no, to play that I bad. I really wouldn't play any games that ads. I wouldn't support it. <laughs> Man, hopefully there's no advertisement in Cyberpunk. No. CD Projekt Red is super... Uh, super cool. Another uh, pro-consumer. Really? They're they're letting you upgrade the the game for to free? next gen for free, and they were the first sixty dollars, co- and they were the first company too to say it publicly. Not that's what started all this rollout. Do you think the Xbox is going to be better than the the PlayStation? I mean, I don't know. I'm not much. I'm not one for console wars. I know uh, the PlayStation. I'm, uh, I'm a full. I'm a big time Microsoft fan. Xbox. But full disclosure, I do have both. But I play all my games on Xbox. The only reason I bought a a PlayStation was just to play God of War and a, a little anime game called Berserk: Band of the Hawk. That's about it. Oh, I, I thought have, you were gonna say Ghost of Tsushima. I have that too, but I mean, I bought a PlayStation because of God of War, not even Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. But God of War is what made me buy PlayStation Four, and I probably won't buy a PlayStation Five. Until God of War Ragnarok comes out. But I will probably buy an Xbox day one. But I don't know. It's just... Speaking of PlayStation and games that are on PlayStation, what do you think about them redoing Spider-Man? I've never played Spider-Man. What do you think about them like restructuring that Spider-Man? Like how he's supposed to look at stuff? I'm sure you heard about that. I heard about it. I mean, I don't know. I think he looked better as uh, the way they released him first. But I think... And recasted, apparently. Like yeah, the voices too. Yeah, that's crazy. But I think they're trying to make them look more like Tom Holland. That's fair, but it's like, I guess is yeah, there a real that, point? Like, it, was it needed when you play your game? Like, were you like, wow, the Spider-Man looks weird? Did you ever think that? I never played. I think that's only for the PlayStation Five. No, I know, but did you ever think that when you played? It's because it's a remake. So, uh, did you ever think that when you played Spider-Man oh, on your PlayStation? Really good. Yeah, you were you were never like, wow, they could redo this guy. Uh-huh. He, yeah, he looked really good. And what about his, his people, voice acting? Was it good? It was really good. 
Insomniac did a really good job with that game overall. Yeah, I don't know why they would do something like that. Like I said, they're just trying to make more like Tom Holland. And keep in mind... I wonder if that guy sounds like Tom Holland. And they're piggybacking off of uh, Spider-Man Into the Multiverse. Mm-hmm. So that's why they released Marlon Marauder. Oh, let's Marvel. jump into that a little bit. Spider-Man Into the Multiverse and then the new Spider-Man coming out. There's rumors that they're going to see all three of them. You mean a live action? Yeah. It'd be cool. Like but I mean, Toby, Tom... Andrew? It's obvious Tom Holland's going to be the main Spider-Man, right? I don't even care. I mean, I don't really care about Andrew Garfield. I think he's the weakest Spider-Man. I think Andrew was the best in-costume Spidey. I think uh, Tom is the best of both worlds. I think Toby was the best Peter. Like, and yeah. just a really good Spider-Man. But I thought Andrew definitely was hands down the best Spider-Man like, in costume. But I, mean, Toby... but I don't think Tom's very far behind. I think he's a really good Spider-Man and a really good Peter. But he also has the unfair advantage of just the age for Peter. So. Yeah, that and he's also doing Spider-Man movies when, uh, you know, we're in an age where fucking technology is at such a high and advanced point. Isn't it kind of weird how talented he is, though, for how young he is? Like, when he came into Spider-Man, it was, like, one of his first roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, he killed it. Yeah, he killed it. But, I mean, it's not hard to play a teenager when you're a teenager. You know what I mean? That's fair. It's hard to play a superhero, though. You know, well, to be fair, he's not playing a teen. He's not playing a superhero. He's playing a teenage superhero. That's fair. So Toby not... McGuire was a grown ass man trying to act like a young adult and did well. And did well. Yeah, he was, Gar- he's the best Peter. Andrew like Garfield. Laid the, laid the line. I didn't really watch his movies because I saw. I think I saw the first one. I'm like, I'm out. He was a really good Spider Man, but his Peter's whatever. He's just too cool. Yeah, but, so uh, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's he's, all... he's kind of like an ultimate Spider-Man to me for his Peter. But like if you ever read the comics, but uh but yeah, I, I still feel strongly that he was a really strong Spider-Man. I don't know. Just Spider-Man. I mean he was witty, just like Spider-Man. He was like fluid, he looked good in his poses, I guess you could say. I don't know. Like I said, I just thought he was a good Spidey. Thought his Peter was whatever. I think Tom has the best of both worlds, but he got the groundwork of both Toby and uh Andrew, I think it'd be amazing to see all three of them. We better see all three of them in costume. I'm sure we will. Sony's. That's Rumors it. are that we're going to see the Sinister Six, but they're going to be from different universes. So we'll see like a couple from there, a couple from here, a couple from there. Like as in Jamie Foxx's Electro, maybe William Defoe's Green Goblin. You know what I mean? Tom Holland's Rhino. I don't know. What do you think? Does that sound. That sounds. Super cool. It sounds cool. Like a Sinister Six teaming up from but different universes. It sounds amazing. You throw a fucking monkey wrench in your hopes and dreams. This Don't do be, this to me. It's going to be a Sony movie. <laughs> hey, they killed it with Multiverse, so. Into the Multiverse, so. Yeah, but that's not live action. I don't care. They're going to have the help of Marvel. No, they're not. No, yeah, they are. You think so? I think so. You think you really think Sony's going to let them get a cut of that pie? Right now, bitch, we own all these Spider-Mans. That's so true. Oh, I don't know. So keep in mind, it's going to be a Sony movie. And yeah. by all accounts, all the Sony movies pretty much suck. I don't think it's going to be a Sony movie. Yeah, like I said, it all comes down to... I think they they're forced to work with them contractually. I don't know, man. No. I, I hope so. That's what you hope. Making me really nervous right now. should be. It's going to be a <laughs> Sony movie. It's not a Marvel slash Sony movie. It's a Sony movie. Tom Maybe. Holland's done in the Marvel Universe. I'm going to call it. 
calling it right here. Tom Holland's done in the Marvel Universe. He's not going to do well anymore. Do or not think, well. He's just you think, uh, as if I'm still focused on UFC. He's fucking, no, he's just not going to be moving on, I feel like. Like, they're not going to be... I don't know. He said he wants to play Spider-Man forever, but he can only do him so much, right? Tell that to uh, Mr. Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. He played him forever. Yeah. He bled Iron Man dry. But Tony's... or to, Tom's not going to be the new lead for Marvel. No, but he's still a young actor. Still a young actor. Who's going to be the new lead for Marvel? I don't know. Uh, probably Jon Snow. It's going to be Chadwick, unfortunately. Rest in peace. It was, huh? They already announced the recasting him. Right. But I mean, it was going to be Chadwick. No, it's going to be Jon Snow. I don't know his real name. The guy from Game of Thrones. That's who? Because uh, they, they're doing the... Fuck, what is it called? Uh, whatever, the next fucking Marvel phase. It's going to be... Uh, like Fantastic Four? No, I can't remember. The, 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 Inhum- the Inhumans? Is it the Inhumans? Uh-huh. I don't know, but it's going to be Jon Snow. Right. Jon Snow is going to be the new lead watch. I think they're trying to make him a... Uh, the fuck's his name? Star? He's not a great actor. He's tiny. I don't think he'll be the lead. The Marvel lead. Could be Chris Pratt. No, he's in, he's in trouble too right now. Because he goes to church for an openly anti-gay church. Oh, really? So they're trying to blame it all on him. Oh, I heard about that, but everybody was defending him, saying he's like the super nice guy. Right. Yeah. So, who knows? Nah, there's no heat against him. Everybody came out to his defense. I mean, for how long? For how long in the court of public opinion? And keep in mind, this is Marvel Studios. Marvel Disney Studios. This is Mickey yeah, Mouse no, Productions. Yeah, that's even better. This is Disney. Mickey Mouse Productions. I mean, they got not a sponsor of, they, of Raw Dog. Not a sponsor. <laughs> they got rid of uh, James Gunn, and he single-handedly made the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh, they brought him back, though, Eduardo. Yeah, after he went and signed with DC. Yeah. Because they realized they made a fucking huge mistake. Speaking of DC, how do you think that Snyder Cut's going to go? Do you hear about Jared Leto's going to be in it? I'm actually excited for that. I don't know that. Jared Leto's Joker. In the Jared, Letters, Jared Leto's Joker is going to be in the Snyder Cut. In the of Justice League movie? Yeah. Bullshit. I swear to God. He will be there. <laughs> That's oh. not a lie. I'm not trolling you. I've never fucking heard of What do you think about that? That sounds retarded, but I'm in. I'm in too, man. I think that means we're going to see... Because they're saying that Ben Affleck agreed to do... Um, I hope Ben Affleck comes back as Batman. He is. And he's no, going to do like, some, some scenes, though. And then he's also going to be in Justice or in the Flash movie too. Yeah, but they already not, they already said that he's only going to be there as Bruce Wayne. For he's, real? I didn't know that. It's so, going to be like him and Michael Keaton. Flash right. is going to come to him in like different. Right, just talking to him. Yeah. But anyways, they're yeah, saying not, that um, be up. they're saying that Jared Leto will be in Snyder Cut, and I think that that will make potential scene with Jared Leto's Joker and Ben Affleck's Batman. Hopefully. And we might get some story no, or uh, why these two hate each other in, in this universe. But there's still the the odd I don't I don't think they will do it, but there's still the fucking oddball chance that they want to do something else with uh uh what's his name? Uh the Joker. The Joker? Uh Joker. Uh what's his name? Uh the actor. Joaquin? Joaquin Phoenix. There's no, the, they want that to be its own universe. That's what they want, but what does Warner Brothers want? Right. I didn't like that movie. I right. like that movie. I just didn't like it as a Joker movie. I liked it as an Arthur movie. It's fair. But I just thought they 
threw I'm just in saying, character names. They set up. They threw in the whole Batman reference, right? That he, you know, he yeah. got experience killed. They just threw in character names for money. Uh, it's, it's a whole different talking point. Like I, I said, it, it's it's because it, it's going to come down to because there's no doubt that that Joker movie was successful, like it or not, it made a shitload of money. It was successful, and it was well received. I'm one of the few that doesn't like it. So there's always that's what I'm saying. There's always him. Joaquin Phoenix laying out in the wings, and he already said that he wants to do something else too with the yeah. Joker. So, well, how much do you think Jared Leto's going to be in the Snyder Cut? Not a lot, right? If, he can't I mean, be the focus of the Snyder he Cut. Might, he might do it. I think it's going to be a cameo. Is he going to be a in, super weak cameo? Is he going to be as tattooed, or is he going to have a little bit of a design change there? I don't know. I think, I think Jared Leto. I don't hate the design. For know. what for I, what the Suicide Squad was doing at the time, I didn't hate the design. I think Jared Leto's Joker is already severely damaged. I it was think. just hated. Yeah, yeah, like, and he's obviously a phenomenal actor. I think he's a good actor. He just didn't have the fair. He didn't have a fair shake. No, I agree with that. With talent and writing and everything, like he's a better actor than that movie portrayed him to be. Right. For sure. I don't but, know. It's gonna come. It's gonna come down to what uh, Zack Snyder has planned. Right. Uh, is that, I mean, it's always. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the new trailers. I've been following it, but <coughs> the trailers alone already look better than uh, the Zack Snyder or the the un Snyder cut version. I guess. Hopefully, it's not the same movie. I mean, they're already. I mean, it's already like four hours long. I know, but I mean, hopefully, it's not the same movie with just a bunch of extra content. I mean, it's essentially what it is. Not like he's remaking a whole new movie. I understand, but you know, I don't um, know. It's hard to explain. You're, I, I I will say this. I don't know how much better it's going to be, but I will say it will be better than what we got. Yeah. That's that's how I feel. That's what I'm hoping for. I really hope so, man. I hope it's a hit. Like a, a, what about a, a, I mean, this is uh, super unrelated, but what about your boy Henry Cavill? He said he doesn't want to come back as Superman. Oh, he's already signed on. And yeah, he signed yeah, for I'm like saying. three or four more movies. Oh, because of The Rock. The Rock said he wants oh, Black really? Adam to fight Superman. Yeah, he signed on for a few more movies. I'm saying The Rock brought back Henry Cavill. That's how much fucking. What if he gets super dedicated and gets bigger than The Rock? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, in Man of Steel, he was. Dude, he was so jacked. No, he wasn't. He was so jacked in that movie. That man's body. <laughs> was he bigger than Thor? Yeah. I don't think anyone's... Thor 1 was... He was jacked, no, though. I think... I mean, we could Google it later. Right. But I'm sure if you were to look at Man of Steel, Henry Cavill, and I'm, I know, I'm sure you know exactly what scene I'm yeah. talking about when he's running through the house, or outside of the house, and uh, you compare him to Thor, easily Henry Cavill's bigger. Yeah, he looks huge in that but scene. It's hard to see. it's hard to be bigger than The Rock when you're over six foot and just full. Of yeah, he's like he's somewhere between six three to six five. Who knows who's lying? Who's telling the truth? But um, yeah, man, I thought this was also, a good episode. The back on schedule. One of my favorite shows. One of my favorite stories. Oh really? Yes. When's it coming out? Uh, or just back on schedule for filming? Yeah, it's back on schedule for filming. Uh, I'm excited for Lucifer, but um. I thought this was a killer episode. It was an interesting episode. Especially because we got to talk about stuff that isn't all UFC, which so I would like to do most of the time. Microsoft, if you're out there and you want to start sending us free shit, we're huge fanboys. Huge Microsoft Raw Dog fans. I've been uh, giving you guys my money for way too long. He's he's telling the truth. But if we had our old accounts, we'd be like Xbox gods in gamer tag score. 
But yeah, I mean, this uh, podcast took a turn of events. We usually mainly always cover MMA, but we're not uh, opposed to covering different things, as you could tell. This like last half took a crazy turn, but yeah, we want to cover stuff that we like though, or just stuff going on in the world. But mostly it'll be MMA. But uh, definitely not afraid afraid to venture off and get more comfortable with other talking points. We're already super comfortable with talking MMA. But uh, maybe if you guys do have any contact with us personally, uh, reach out if there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about, or if you have any suggestions or things that you want to hear us do differently, or maybe you want me to shut my mouth more. So I stop interrupting my friend. Just let us know. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Hopefully uh, you guys come around, listen to the next episode. Appreciate you guys. guys.